0: This Week in League, Apple to release the irony. Make calls, pay for transactions and commit genocide on the English.
1: Peter Sharp commits 100% to unemployment.
0: The NRL puts the Sydney Roosters 10-pin bowling team on hold indefinitely. We preview all of
1: the action for round 17 of the 2014 NRL season. All that and
0: more this week in League. Welcome to episode 161 of This Week in League, I'm mate. And I'm Glenn. So, we may as well go into feedback. I was going to ask you about uh, something, but um, it comes up in the feedback. In fact, it's the first thing, so we'll just go straight to the Twitter. Okay. Tall Hayden, Sunday morning. Springfield Panthers on a Sunday footy show. Yes. They can't deny they listen to the show. <laughs> I'm
1: sure it's got anything to do. So,
0: were you, you, were, oh, you were caught completely unaware by this?
1: No, they said that there was going to be a couple of boys, um, a couple of the older yeah. Age group boys on the on the show, and they thanked a few local businesses around the Springfield area that obviously helped get them there, and yeah, and and all the rest of it. So,
0: so no, no, no mention of like Super Coach of the fucking under seven whites.
1: No, mate, I'm I'm just a I'm just a number there. <laughs> People, I'm flying incognito. I'm flying incognito. People, I'm sure there's listeners of the show floating around the club. Yeah, and I have a fucking clue who I am.
0: Hey, did I you like it did you see like did you
1: see the segment? Sorry? Did you see it? No, I was out at the time.
0: Yeah, same. Or maybe I was watching UFC. I um, can't remember.
1: Yeah, I had planned to watch it, but we um, we ended up heading out. So. Yeah, yeah. But good to see the Panthers represented on the, uh, you know, on national telly, which is good. Yeah. Great little club, and um, yeah, it's on the up and up with our five-year plan. <laughs> yeah,
0: by the time they get down to 12s, they'll be unstoppable.
1: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> the plan is to keep them, keep them together.
0: Chapo, the creator... Sanderson said, Glenn needs one of these for when he watches SBW play. It's I saw that. The product, the anti masturbation cross. Man, it's appalling. If you didn't see the picture, I'm sure we retweeted it. It's basically like a, uh, well, a cross made out of, like, you know, I guess vomit proof fabric, you know, that, you know, kids' stuff, babies' things are made out of. And there's this kid there, he looks, you know, probably about, you know, six years of age. And he's.
1: Surely he looks older than that.
0: Oh, I don't know. Doesn't look that old it like a fucking kid in Jerry Maguire. It's fucking looks like <laughs> a nerdy kid. <laughs> yeah, it's a pen with nerd strapped down to this cross <laughs> configuration. It's the perm as a six-year-old. And it has like a velcro thing that goes over the forehead, uh, one over each wrist to hold them in like a you know cross you know pose. And then there's big, you know, velcro flaps that sort of come over the, the, the torso and the legs and the legs are, are held together as well. And so it says um yeah, adjust adjustable canvas straps with velcro. Adjustable head strap incorporated in a backboard. Optional arm immobilizing accessory slides underboard for firm spread angle position. You can get it from www.stopmasturbationnow.org. It says, safely train your children to keep their hands off their dangerous sin zones. <laughs> this has got to be a parody. Papoose cross and arm immobilizer work together to safely secure a self-raping child. <laughs> So, sorry, um, Chappo, you, you're, you're absolutely full of shit, but on this one, you're 100% right, and I, I just wish that they made them big enough for you.
1: <laughs> um, look, I I look at that child, and, and I, I see Michael Tracy, and I could just imagine. Maybe a young, a young shunter. Yeah, well, the kid is carrying a little few extra kgs. <laughs> <laughs> it could, I mean, shunters are just listening now, just nodding, going, yeah, oh shit, they're on me. Little James Roy, Chapman. It was a child star, no one knew. Oh, he look. was doing ads for uh, the uh, masturbation cross.
0: Well, come to think of it, I mean, I look at that look at that poor little child that's been strapped down to this anti-masturbation cross, and I think, hey, he looks like a Mitch. His name could be Mitch for sure.
1: But which one, Nathan? Well, it's hard the to narrow them all down. Goss of thousands.
0: But they've probably all got masturbation problems.
1: That's I, a thing. Su- I suspect they are the uh, masturbation cross... Uh, manufacturer's biggest customer. When I think of
0: the term as used on this on this advertisement.
1: <laughs> it's like go onto the website, order a masturbation cross now, enter in the code name Mitch and get a 10% discount.
0: because <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I think of when I think of Mitch, I mean like the the phrase here, self-raping child. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably the first thing I think of when I think of a Mitch. Um yeah, after Simpson's quotes and <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, so I'm Tim- sure when you look up Mitch in those, what the baby names mean? Yeah. self raping child.
0: self raping child. Uh, abundance of Simpsons quotes. I'm Tim McIntyre, underscore. said, so the uh, Tim McIntyre Cup was a great success. Mounties got up after a player down and scored three unanswered tries. He said, now I'm not saying Mounties are going to make a statue in my honour, but they just might. And he goes, fun fact, I've never they been make beaten.
1: Make out of fucking butter.
0: Yeah, he said, I've never been beaten by the Blacktown Workers Club. And he's going, hash him less Winless.
1: <laughs> he says that. Yeah. He says I've never been beaten. Yeah, but then, he, but goes then a, he goes on to say. Yeah, another fun
0: fact: Blacktown workers have never beaten Mounties ever. These are hash up the mulga, and the the other the other thing is um, I remember I actually very rarely have I got the time to sit What's down. What's a mulga? It's like a, it's like it's a it's like a plant thing, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Some bush shit I don't know. I'm not fucking. I'm isn't not Mounties
1: from Castle Hill? Well,
0: what's a, what's the mole got to do with it?
1: Well, the only fucking plant that's in abundance in Castle Hill is marijuana. marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so they might just build a fucking statue. That's so up, up, up the mole. But um,
0: the other thing is I, I don't often have time to sit down and watch the the Holden Cup and, and those those games. You know, I watch the NRL games, but it's very rare I find it. And got a, you know sick kids this weekend over the weekend, and sick wife. They all, they all crashed out around lunchtime, so I'm like, great, you can sit back, and I was watching um the West Tigers versus uh, Mounties, and uh,
1: we got done, didn't we? They were
0: smashing them. It was like 20-something to 6, 24 to 6, 26 to 6, something like that, and then the Mounties scored the easiest fucking try I've ever seen in my life, and I was like, wow, that's, that was really fucking easy, and then another one, another one, and then it got to the stage where they scored right in the buzzer to win the game.
1: Ish. <laughs> it was, and it was Tim great. McIntyre came, on. and I was just
0: the, and the first thing I thought. I was a wow, like that Tim McIntyre as a as a role model and you know figure of respect in the Mounties organization. Mm. It's it's really been a, a, a banner day for the club.
1: Well, I suspect that they used Tim McIntyre as as, as quite the motivation yeah. within the club, um, and it's you know it's games like that where you have to overcome. Such great adversity, not only on the scoreboard, but like Tim has in life. Mm-hmm. He's had to wake up all these years and look in the mirror and see that. Yep. So there you and go. And he hasn't turned out that bad. But he had a good day. He's got nothing going for him. Yeah. But he's, yeah. I mean, he's still got a smile on his face. Yeah. He
0: had a great day on Saturday or Sunday, whatever day it was. I can't good remember. luck to him. It was, it was, it was probably New South Wales. Although,
1: we well. got in trouble for mistaking him for a player.
0: Yeah, well, he <laughs> says, damn. said, no, I'm not a player. Oh, I can't remember what it said. Yeah, did we? I oh, know. Sure? I'm, I'm I mean, sure. I thought you said he was like a runner. I'm sure you said he was a runner.
1: I don't know that. I, I think I may have insinuated or even thought for one second that he might have been a.
0: Perhaps I mused aloud, like you know, did, yeah. did he play? And then you were like, no, he's you know. No, look at him. He's fat cunt. He's a runner. Look at you him. know if that. Yeah, fucking
1: look at him, Nathan. <laughs> he's not playing anything. Unless they put a fucking bell in the ball, he ain't playing.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, and then we said it was a shit comp, and that was only after we insinuated that Tim might have played in that comp, which would in turn make it a shit comp.
0: Exactly. We're just covering our bases. Now, um, Ben Z, he's he's actually uh, he's he's dialed down the grogness a bit lately, and uh, he's been he's, he's been, been
1: he, nice to me, and I've responded in yeah. turn.
0: And and he was and he and he tells us tales on Twitter when he's drunk at like that time, and he got you know got a gobby from this you know. Stripper or whatever it
1: was. David and Kings cross. he got in trouble from his missus.
0: Yeah, and this one's not going to go any better for him because he sent us a tweet said, I drank my own piss once. It wasn't enjoyable whatsoever. It was a fucking funny video though. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we
1: should get... I think the next person that's going to need a masturbation cross is the Banzette.
0: Yeah, quite possibly. But there's not
1: going to be a lot of action coming his way for quite some time. And uh, I would imagine he's probably going to be looking to flog the skin off it. Masturbation cross coming your way. Maybe you
0: get two masturbation crosses, yeah, and you set up uh, Ben Zed versus you know anyone like you know Chapa or whoever, and they could be strapped into it standing up, and they can have like you know people that have those sumo suits where they have those <laughs> those those wrestles and sumo suits, those big blob sumo suits. You Chapa, could have, you know, they could they could get in there and have a jewel uh, strapped into masturbation cross. Like, hey
1: Ben, let's help, look, look, let's help each other out. <laughs> You know what I want, I know what you want. Let's try and maneuver these crosses around and we can help each other out. next thing. Yeah. Chapo's getting a wristy from Bennzet
0: yeah no yeah,
1: one, well, no one wants
0: that facebook the number the number one i mean, and he actually said that look look i'm i'm the king of I'm the king of Facebook for Tool nation Saguna yeah Saguna, and he's he's like, you know, the rest of them can you know they can fight over Twitter." On the king of on the king of tool nation for Facebook,
1: he really is, he is. and it's daylight second.
0: Yeah, daylight, day not even daylight. I mean, it's like fucking white hot, fucking burning sunlight. You know, like it's, it has to go like far beyond daylight. It's like you know, you've got to dial the temperature right up because there's like there's no there's no one who'd be comfortable as bright as the place. sun
1: that shines out of my ass, Nathan. You would say
0: the uh, the Correct. nether the nether world. <laughs> Um, he said hey fellas since there's so much praise on here for this Penrith cheerleader I have a few ideas that might get all our male listeners involved one get her to model your twill clothing I'm pretty sure one of these Mitchell Penrith nerds who love to watch their Simpsons porn and jerk off to Jamie Soward every time he scores a try and does his village people cowboy try pose know who she is and can help you guys out
1: it's about time we put these fucking Penrith nerds to work. We're sick of making them look cool. Two, maybe you guys can run a competition to see who can
0: get the best pick of them with, with this girl while wearing your twill gear. The first person who can take a photo of her wearing one of your twill shirts should automatically be inducted into the Twill Hall of Fame. What do you guys think?
1: Fairly elite company in the Twill Hall of Fame considering it doesn't fucking exist yet.
0: <laughs> perhaps, perhaps the Hall of Fame could be uh, reserved for revelations and you know, people who've done you know, like epic
1: that's just gonna insinuate stupid fucking people like Chapo, and the Benzed. Yeah. Who are like Twitter buddies
0: now? I know. I know. Well, you know, last week in the, you know, they, met, you know, they mentioned they followed each other and it was all good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's only a matter of time.
0: Yeah. So what's it gonna? So what's it gonna?
1: You just it's it's gonna, like you're insinu inciting rather. These people, if you start giving them incentives, saying "oh, you can make it into the Hall of Fame," then they're just going to keep up in the ante.
0: Yeah, that's those grand, you know, grand, you know, public spectacles of getting the name of the show.
1: Oh, out. Could you imagine where it's going to get to? It's like a triple J. Triple
0: to have that. Yeah, they, oh, they may, they may still do it. I don't know. But that bang the drum competition, where it's like you know, the most public, you know, thing involving their logo yeah, that you yeah. know you can, you know, yeah, within the I within the know, realms of, of, of legality, path. and things like I that. I don't know that we want to do that. We've had some fantastic people in the past, like like Aaron and Jill. And, you know, they they got some signs on a footy show. Yeah, they're not gronks, but and, yeah, yeah.
1: not complete and out of gronks like these other blokes.
0: But I definitely would like to get this Danny Tequila in a This Week in League shirt. I'm not even fucking joking. Like, I'm not even saying, like, oh, yeah, pantless. I mean, that'd be great. But if, you know, anyone, anyone can hook it up, I'll I'll send her one. And uh, just I mean, I'm presuming it's small. I'd like to see her in a small you know
1: whether it it's. Or not. <laughs> oh, Nathan! Look, look! I'd like to see our shirts on any attractive young lady.
0: Yeah, but this is you got. To, I'm, I'm championing her as a revelation. You know, people are picking up the that people are picking up what I'm putting down, and I, I've got a great feeling about her potentially taking that revelation in 2014. I agree,
1: Nathan. I, I'm not. I'm not against the idea by any stretch. That's of what I'm saying. I'm just.
0: I'm just. I'm just pushing my. I'm. I'm. I'm just pushing my horse. Yeah, to win this race, and uh, but no, seriously, not fucking about. Love to see her in a shirt. So if anyone can make that happen,
1: I know someone that works at Panthers Leagues, but they're probably not.
0: Oh, fuck! I just realised. I I just realised I've been emailing this chick that works in Pan- Panthers Membership. She wanted me to make up a Panther shirt. Done, sorted. I'll get that. I'll get the Panther shirt running too. Done. I'm going to make it happen boys there you go Saguna no one How wins a prize this whole
1: conversation and then you it just
0: it just, just literally shit. fucking light bulb
1: Fuck, off I tell you it's hard working with retards
0: I tell you it's, it's so much going on in my mind you know I try and push the Penrith shit to the very back because you know love's priority but now <laughs> but now <I'm, laughs> poor now Penrith I'm, nerds now I'm on board so perhaps I'll induct myself into Hall of Fame you know and rightfully so now
1: they're going to have fucking tear stains on their Lowe's shirts <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mixed nerds. in with the fucking early times <laughs> <laughs>
0: Burn holes from fucking Winnie Greens Or whatever Fucking Long Beach What the fucking cheap arse like? the fucking
1: extra hole Perm, ge- perm grease yeah. And fucking stained Sol- Sol-Glo.
0: <laughs> Sol-Glo. Well that's probably the Flash stuff They probably use the WD-40 Oh he
1: leaves in Bondi now The perm <laughs> uh, yeah, That's true You can probably get Soglo I mean, I'm pretty sure he's squatting yeah. Not just a piss.
0: Okay, memberships. Now, as we've seen on Twitter, we sort of said last week, you know, you should get them by the end of the week. And fr- sure, sure enough, Friday and yesterday and today, we've had yep. people tweeting us saying, yeah, they got their packs and putting pictures up and everything, which is fantastic.
1: I love it's it. I retweeted see. every single one.
0: Getting a lot of love from the, the people sending them through and getting a lot of interest from other people as well going, oh, really? What's the, you know, what's the deal there? What do you get? we have only been talking about it for a fucking year. And speaking of, of talking course. about it. We've had a had a couple of had a couple of situations. And so I mean, I just like to throw it out there just to just because in case people, you know, who aren't Twitter people. You know, I'd just like know. to
1: say that we love each and every one of our listeners and we love each and every person that supports our show by exactly. buying a membership. Even the ones that are complete and utter fucking retards. I'll
0: well, see I wasn't gonna go I wasn't gonna go I wasn't going down that road, Glenn. But when we did when we did do the <laughs> <laughs> the, the memberships. It's very clear in the in the literature and 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 you know on the show we will say, you know saying, these shirts we we do shirts that are, are up up to sizes that normal people don't do. I mean in shops you know three XL is pretty much the 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 most you're going to get for ninety nine percent of items. The reason why is that t shirt manufacturers in Australia like Gildan and Haynes and stuff like that they only make up the three XL. There's a couple of of rare you know like one line of Gildan shirts, maybe, that does up to 5XL. The thing is, the shirts that we provide, they're custom-made. They're handmade. The shirts aren't blanks that have had the tags removed. They're actually handmade shirts uh, made to our specifications, which means, given that, we can go up to the width of the shirt. We can make the width of the shirt as wide as a roll of fabric, which is like fucking 90 90 to a metre, 90 centimetres to a metre wide, which means we can go up to conceivably something in the vicinity of 18XL. Which, which you
1: still get, struggle to get
0: over Johnard's head. Yeah, so, which is why we said so. And so when when developing the sizing, basically went through. I looked at uh, Gildan and Haynes and and found out what their their sizes were. And up to the five XLs that they did, five XLs match their sizes perfectly. Which is why we match up to size. So, and in some cases, like the Hanes might be, for example, like in a in an XL, the Hanes might be sixty one centimeters wide, and ours are sixty two centimeters wide. But like they're always. And if if there's a situation where we erred... Either way, we always err to the bigger centimeter, just because you know. Why have a shirt? We do appeal to
1: the husky gentleman.
0: Exactly, exactly, and our sales reflect that. So when people (laughs) order shirts without measuring, and order shirts bigger size than they normally get,
1: you end up with bed sheets,
0: Nathan. We'll try. We we will try wherever possible. To swap shirts out for people, but when when these these say when these people acknowledge that they deliberately went higher size and didn't look measure and deliberately went higher size than they normally get, it's just a recipe for it's it's just a recipe for ridicule from us. Um, but yeah, so we're treating it this time where possible, because let's face it. I mean, to take it down to lower size I mean, you know we pretty much ordered what we needed plus not even ten percent. 'cause we wanted to limit the uh, you know, we exactly. got to the point where we limited these memberships. So where possible, we can do we can do the trades. And if someone needs to go up for whatever reason, you know, we can we can probably certainly probably that. certainly I I think so I mean I think going up is not going to be a problem for people. Yeah. Because we're gonna have people, you know, throw you know like three XLs want two XLs, for example. Yeah. So if you're a two and want a three, no doubt about it, we can hook you up. Uh it'd be better if these three XLs wanted to get XLs, but you know, that's beside the point. So, if you have an issue, send us an email, hello at com. Let us know what the situation is, and uh, we'll let you know. Like, I'm looking at the stock now, I can sort of see it if I lean back on my chair, and the sizes are there on the table, and there's less than five per size I can see. And in some cases, there's only two and one, but they're the smaller sizes, like mediums and stuff. So, yeah, let us know, and we'll do, see what. And if you've already let us know,
1: the lady at the post office said next time. Yeah. Go in the day previous. Yeah. And you can get a big fucking post bag. Yeah. Like a sack. A sack.
0: And put all of them in the... Put them all in. What did you do? In. Did you bring them in those packing boxes? Yep. Yeah. Or I, Nickland did. there was a fucking lot of boxes
1: and stuff. I repacked there. them all when I put all oh, okay. the stuff in at home. Yeah. I repacked them all neatly. But it still took up three boxes.
0: The thing that was pleased me most about the memberships and the postage was that those bags were for a maximum of $500 grams. And I know our pops got his and he had like two shirts and all this other stuff. he would have weighed fucking eight hundred and fifty grams million. Yeah, right. So it's good. Thanks Australia Post. You're alright. You can't look alright. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's the story of the membership. And yeah, so we'll we'll try and exchange things uh where we can. But, uh, you know, some some people, it's going to be first-in, first-served, especially for people who want to go from 3X down to 2X, because I'm looking at 2X and there's probably four or five of them there max, so, yeah, that's how many we can probably accommodate. um But get on the site, if you need to go down a size or up a size, get on the site, look at the sizing chart, and measure one of your shirts in the same, you know, it's all described on there, measure one of your shirts, because you may find that, you know, you need an XL or something like that, so... Yeah, we'll always advise this when we release shirts, uh, but, yeah, always, always, always fucking measure. I mean, now our sizes are pretty, are very standard, so, you know, you can pick the size that you are. Shouldn't you should go no wrong
1: problem. from here on in, but...
0: But, yeah, you got to do your part, guys. We did our part, I mean, as far as, like, you know, resizing everything after the tiger's in decline with some of the larger sizes there, like anything from 2X up. So, we've done that now. Size is standard. And uh, yeah, and I'm glad the people are putting the pictures up and everything and stuff. It's awesome. Glad to see everyone's uh, enjoying the stuff. And the XL people who we mentioned last week, uh, spoken to the supplier, and they're currently doing the one in a row shirts. So if you ordered a one in a row shirt, I'll throw it in there with that. You know, as far as shipping's concerned. Otherwise, you're probably looking at about a month. And that, that's when it's all going to sort of come out anyway. So um, yeah, that's it. okay first story well what else could we use as i mean you know first story biggest story it could it could really be the only story of the week for it's been
1: fucking done to death but for the
0: fact there's been some other little nuggets of gold unearthed uh, this week as well but todd carney so uh, Todd Carney has been effectively banned for life from the NRL, with officials declaring they would be highly unlikely to ever again register a playing contract for him. Of course, why has this come out? Because he had his contract with Cronulla torn up following the release of a photograph showing him performing a vulgar act at a nightclub urinal. Nightclub meaning North East and vulgar act meaning pissing in an upward motion, trying to catch said piss in his mouth. It's cost him at least $3 million dollars. Fucking Jesus. And other codes have indicated they won't grant him a lifeline. On Monday he said he was devastated by a loss of his dignity as a person arising from his in quotes prank speaking for the first time since the scandal. Carney said he'd not even be able to talk to been able to talk to his mother about the photograph that appeared to show him urinating in his own mouth. Oh, I haven't spoken to her because she can't speak to me and I can't speak to her. It's just been text messages, so yeah, they're difficult ones. I didn't do it to let anyone down. I didn't do it for a picture to be taken. Until Saturday, I didn't even know there was a picture ever taken. The NRL cannot officially deregister Carney for the next year because he does not have a contract now after the Sharks tore up his $3 million deal on Sunday night, but Chief Operating Officer Jim Doyle said it it would be highly unlikely he would ever be allowed back in the NRL. Firstly, a club would need to determine that they want him to be part of their team, Mr Doyle said. I'd be surprised if any club made that decision considering his past. Then he would need to convince the NRL he's a fit and proper person to play our game and we would naturally take into account his past. Given he's been terminated from three clubs, it's most unlikely that he'd be cleared to rejoin a club in the NRL. Cronulla cl- cancelled training at the tip at Ramondas on Monday and Shark CEO Steve Noyce addressed the players to explain why he was axed. Uh, players expressed their views in return with some angry that the club had taken such a drastic Action. So, the photo itself, it was taken Tuesday. I thought it was taken longer ago, but only it was two Saturdays ago, in the men's toilets at North East in Cronulla. Uh, his manager David Riolo claimed the image was not as it seemed. It's a setup, like when people stand in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Todd's paid a very heavy price for a photo he didn't want out there or upload himself. It was supposed to be kept between mates. He's got a photo of himself gone worldwide in not a very pleasant setting that's going to be on the net for his family and everyone to see. England may be an option for Carney to continue his career, although UK authorities rejected a visa application in 2009 after he was sacked by Canberra and deregistered by the NRL. Salford, Red Devils owner, your favourite club. Salford? Multi-millionaire Marwan Cook-Ash tweeted after his sacking, we have no interest in Todd Carney. (laughs) So, and
1: that motherfucker's interested in everybody.
0: Yeah, and it looks like he's. It says he's going to have to take an annual pay cut of four hundred thirty thousand dollars, but oh. his future may lie in French rugby. He began discussing a move to France in the fifteen man code as soon as he was snacked. As soon as he was sacked by the Sharks, and moves are being made to align him with a lower level top fourteen outfit. It's understood he'll be on the market for two hundred twenty grand a year, a heavy deficit from his six hundred fifty grand a season with Cronulla, but it is his only lifeline. They're saying that once as I just mentioned, UK don't allow people in with the criminal conviction or can block people from Japanese rugby will not entertain players with excessive tattoos let alone a criminal record and the RRU has just rejected him <laughs> signing him you know, straight up so rugby union is so image conscious that they are uh, and they want to steer clear of trouble that even if one of the super rugby franchises tried to sign him without a national top up the ARL would still move to block it yeah um, sorry yeah
1: Um, well French rugby could be an option that's going to be French the going up for a golden shower.
0: that's going to be the option i would say
1: i've a i've a lot of different little tidbits in regarding uh, regarding todd carney i i think he's an extremely talented footballer i think he, he has way too much growing up to do for someone that's 28 years of age and I He's just think just a, everyone loves a good time, don't get me wrong, I'll get out and get on the piss and people got friends that are losing. I'm and, yeah and all the rest of it, but you still have to have some semblance of of your wits about you. Like I've been yeah. really, really, really fucking drunk. Yep. Yeah. I still know what I'm doing, and if yeah. I if I ever got you know crossed the line or got over into trouble or whatever, then you take responsibility for your actions. I, one of the most telling parts of this whole saga is that he came, you know, in his first interview with Danny Danny Weidler, yeah. of course. He's the first thing he says was. Oh, Steve Noyce. If it wasn't for Steve Noyce, I'd still be at the club. Well, fucking hang on a sec,
0: mate. I've actually got that quote here too. He said, uh, first he says that he received a phone call uh, late Sunday from Steve Noyce who asked him what he thought should happen to him. I said I just wanted an opportunity to talk to the players firstly, then talk to the board and the staff. And he said he'd let me know about that after he sat down. But the boys got a text message 10 minutes later saying there was a release about to happen, so I felt betrayed and lied to there. It's hard to say if it's personal or not, but he was the CEO at my previous club at the Roosters that terminated my contract there. And if there was someone else in control at the club this time, I don't think I would be
1: sacked. But that doesn't condone his actions. (laughs) And given his past, and... You know this incident. If he was a clean skin, this incident would be regrettable. It'd be, uh, you know, unsavoury. Yeah, he'd probably still be able to play. I would imagine they'd they'd make was, an example of him for a little bit. He'd cop a fine, a yeah. bit of a suspension, and he'd be and he'd be back. But
0: just so it was was John Monahan. Was that dog thing? That was the only other thing ever he ever did. Yeah. So I was wondering because I mean I guess it depends going because you know obviously.
1: But did he did he just run to get? Or was he completely deregistered in uh, Gornski? Oh,
0: yeah, the whole deregistered thing happened. Yeah, right. Maybe he did run because that's some shameful
1: shit. Absolutely. And hasn't been back. Yeah. But you just have to wonder where his head's at. Um, given his past, he's, he's been given a lifeline by Cronulla. Um, and by all reports, this isn't the first uh, first time this season he's stepped out of line. This is... You know, there's been a couple of other incidents which, are reportedly, they've an American... never
0: never been never been elaborated on. No. And that's the thing you have got to wonder where the information's coming from because I think this incident, taken in isolation of his career at, Cron- at Cronulla, I think you know sacking is like a harsh a harsh outcome. But then you see these things on Twitter and you know it's how reliable it is and who's leaking it. But Gallons come what out end.
1: tonight and said to oh, it was like, time he, for him to go. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the,
0: the apparently there was something that happened like a couple of weeks ago. That was worse than this, that he should have got sacked for. So, but yeah, no one will say what it was, though. Yeah. You know, and expand on it, any, you know. So, whether that's just coming out now, like, you know, if people, if people go, wow, that was harsh to sack him over something like that, where really it was, you know, did a lot to, to harm his own image, but he didn't do it to anybody and blah, 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 blah.
1: But that doesn't make it right. And that no, doesn't. No, it's not right. It's not, it's not it right. It certainly right, doesn't. I mean, and, and none of what he's done, really. Um, outside of setting his mate on fire at that time. <laughs> Crazy Todd. Um, none of what he's done really harms anyone but him, but himself, but he still has an obligation to honour his contract and not bring the game or the club that he's playing for at that particular time into disrepute. And it's not a hard thing to be able to go out with your mates and not piss in your own mouth. It's not. A, it's not a difficult thing to go out with your mates... And not grab the keys and drive yourself home, only to be pulled over by the police and do a runner. It's not a difficult
0: thing it's not to
1: go out with your mates and not... Set them on piss, fire.
0: Piss on the back fence of a fucking service station in broad daylight. Around... I don't remember what summer it was. I don't remember what it was because I was so drunk.
1: But if I had a mate named Fence Paling and I was pissing on him, then that'd be a real problem. The fact I was pissing on an actual fence paling, I don't I think that's less of an issue. And not to mention there was like
0: a dozen other people yeah, exactly. doing it at
1: the same time. I don't think it's a difficult thing to go out, you know, to go out with your mates and, and have your mates expect to not be set on fire. Yeah, um,
0: I agree. I'd hate to be set on fire drinking
1: piss you know, just, that,
0: what that, are you that, doing that'd be terrible it's your
1: shout Nathan all of a sudden I'm up in flames like yeah. I could imagine that happening because you'd go to great lengths to avoid putting your hand in your fucking pocket because that's the top <laughs> of like you are but <laughs> as far as Todd Carney goes what the fuck are you thinking grow up mm-hmm. you've had you've had adversity in your life he's lost his father um uh Guess lost, what? You Tons know what? of people have. I lost my father too. Exactly. I'm yet to set a single one of my mates on fire. I mean, you loose. I lost my father as well. And you probably do haven't piss ever in, pissed in my mouth.
0: you, you, know, you probably you know piss in and you know at least tried to piss in your own mouth. I mean, let's be real.
1: No, look. To be quite <laughs> honest, I'm hung like a numbat. If I tried to piss in my own mouth, the stream wouldn't make it. If you could could fucking know. if you if you could wind
0: up a stream like Toddy, though.
1: Well, fuck me, you, that could power a paddle steamer. I think, Jesus <laughs> Christ. But look, I, I just I don't get his excuses. I don't think that there's any real chance of him finding redemption within the game. And you know, whether I I don't know that forgiveness is the key. I I think they're um the incidents are all just stupid, and they they incidents that you'd probably expect from a, a teenage kid that's been off the rails and and doesn't have anyone that gives a fuck about him he's got a mum. he's got a, at least one sister um yes he's lost his father but he you know by all reports he was very close to his father and you think that he would have instilled certain values etc in him and yet this is how he carries on you know when he's on. You know, he's living and, out his and, dream. And
0: guess what? Everyone fucking loses their father. Yeah. Without exception. Just Unless you die young, you can, everyone you can loses take it. Take your
1: fucking excuses. The, the root cause of the problem is that you need to grow the fuck up. And not just Todd Carney. People like Blake Ferguson. um Josh Dugan. Josh Dugan. Numerous other people that just think... Darius Boyd. I'm, I've achieved my, my life's work on playing rugby league for a living, so... um. You know, I may have been a douchebag my entire life, but if I wasn't, I'm going to be one now because I play in the NRL. Just, it it gives the rest of the players that are out there in the community and on the field each week doing the right thing. Um, And, you know, fucking, if he doesn't play another game of NRL, then good riddance, as far as I'm concerned. I'm I'm sick of these stupid stories detracting from what should be, you know, another successful season. We're in, you know, we've just come off the, you know, the biggest... State of Origin series, series in a victory, almost. you know, yeah, in, yeah. in forever, and you know that's the things we should be celebrating. Is the, success the closest? Of the game. I mean, they
0: always say this year's going to be the closest comp ever, but well, if I can look at it, this year probably is the closest comp. Sure,
1: and you know we still have fucking douchebags stealing the headlines rather than the game itself. So you know, go to French rugby, do what the fuck you got to do, grow up. Could you imagine if this bloke, you know what happens when he has kids and he, oh. just Like what, fuck? Example are you setting?
0: Yeah. Well, I think fuck. He doesn't. Oh, Mr. Carney, can
1: you please come down to the daycare? Your son set one of the other kids on fire,
0: and then tried to put him out by pissing on him. Yeah.
1: Like, give me a fucking break. Grow up.
0: And it feels like every week we have to fucking go in, go in hard on these fucking footballers and their attitude problems. When the simple case is, the simple fact is, playing football well is a fucking useless skill in the world. <laughs> if football if football as a sport didn't exist they've got a useless fucking skill exactly. that they didn't work to, you know they obviously there's training and everything like that but this you know the, 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 the great players are born with something that you know hard works another player can work their fucking ass off and only achieve half of the, exactly. you know, the sort of level of skill and greatness and whatever. So what they've got is they've, they've, they've blundered in by fucking genetic luck. They've won the lottery and, and acquired a useless skill that just happens to be sellable <laughs> for a large, vast amount of money for a period of a decade or so. And just the fucking squandering of it because they're just ridiculous fucking mental pygmies
1: and the thing is, there's so much that goes on. It just makes you. There's so much that goes on that never makes the papers.
0: Well, put it this way: if fucking old mate didn't, att- well, let's get into the story. How did the photo come out? There was a couple of theories. One of the best ones going around Sunday night on Twitter was that it was our old mate Grayson Goodwin, Grayson Goodwin, who's currently serving out a 26 week suspension from rugby league because he was doing some tweets about Matt Chechen saying, you know, that like gay people, gay people are fucked at refereeing, and you know, those gay people shouldn't be allowed to referee and whatnot. However, then Bronx Goodwin starts tweeting people about, like you know, fucking delete that. My brother didn't have anything to do with it. And I fucking know for a fact, I know who did it, but I'm not saying. Yeah. So it turns out one of his friends, Mick Robinson, admitted that he'd taken the photograph. The quote from him is, a couple of young blokes out having beers at a popular night spot. I've gone to the toilet, seen Todd there, asked him if he'd ever heard of a fountain. He's gone to do it, obviously didn't know I had my phone there, and I've snapped the photo of it. The urine never actually went into his mouth. And after he snapped the photo, he forwarded it to his brother, and this is the fucking, the, the best, who ended up losing his phone at the races. Yeah, and I'm sure fucking Gary Gallen picked it up, or maybe, you know, fucking Robert Louis's cousin or someone were the one that they found the phone.
1: What well, again, I'm 36 years of age. Been getting drunk a lot longer than a lot of these blokes. A lot longer than even degenerate like fucking Toxani like exactly. let's face it and I've been really Nathan, I can't stress to you enough
0: i've i've fucking i've been there
1: been really really fucking really drunk
0: mate i've been there a couple of these times never, <laughs> never once
1: ever <laughs> lost my fucking
0: phone well never once and never once let's be real never once have you actually fucking lost like sight of of who you are or anything
1: <laughs> like Every
0: time time someone's been unlucky enough to find us at a grand final, we've been spastic because we've been drinking since like 10 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah. Race
0: days. Race days. Right, Melbourne Cup day, I started drinking at 9am. That state of origin function and then the uh, afterwards.
1: (laughs) That was just the loosest loosest stuff you've ever seen or heard.
0: (laughs) Still had my phone. Yep, yep. Yep, and still, you know, you weren't doing anything fucking ridiculous. I mean, you Didn't probably... did set you prob- on fire. Probably Not louder. even once. You know... Wanted to, you probably got You, you it. probably get a bit huggier than than, than ordinary. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a hugger.
1: Yeah. There is... I am a hugger. There's no doubt about it.
0: You get a bit louder. You know, you, you, your language probably degenerates to... But, you know, yeah. your language degenerates to what we hear on the show. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> all... Like, you know, none of us are really Brad. Brad's like, Mate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 You're fucking loud.
0: <laughs> you lose your inside
1: voice. Yeah, this, it's like Jesus, you get loud. You go and and sure, on McKenna Bourbon, in particular McKenna Bourbon, don't know what the added ingredient in is there. Rage. off the fucking charts, craziness. Yeah. Lucifer. Horns come out, yeah. I'm nuts. Yeah. Never lost my phone. Still haven't pissed on my mates. Still haven't pissed in my own mouth. Haven't set anyone on fire. Don't you
0: yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, just,
1: I just don't fucking get it. These blokes, again <laughs> if it wasn't for the ability to do it professionally, it would be a fairly fucking useless skill. Um and they have a lot of these blokes have no other fucking desirable trait about them. They're f- some of these things. You look at the timeline on, on Grace and Goodwin's Twitter. No, oh fucking grub yeah absolute yeah. fucking grub
0: yep yep
1: you know that's my that's my humble opinion based on and he's, inti- he's, on. he's in tight he's
0: in tight with you know with, with Fergie Fergan as well oh, so look, you know he's, he's around
1: it I just they put themselves up on a pedestal and you know you, you look at what some other players are doing uh, in the community you know with kids and, and you know sick kids and, and all the rest of it trying to use their position of privileged you know to benefit others and then you've got blokes pissing in their own mouths and on each other and and, and generally just being fucking idiots. I just, I, I can't stand it. So, They're just kids that uh, have been pandered to for far too long and we've said it before, shitty parenting. Um, you know, Todd Carney's manager, David Riolo, pull your fucking head in. It's your job to keep him on the straight and narrow, given his history. Exactly, don't you, just keep You're your, happy to take, take whatever fifteen percent or whatever percentages is, yeah. of his three million dollar contract. Where the fuck is your obligation to make sure that he he is in a you know a fit state of mind to honour his contract? Instead of coming out in the media saying, "Oh, the club was harsh." Fuck you. It's your job. Mm-hmm. Your fucking job as his manager... To manage the car. To manage him. You know what his history is. Yeah. You know you'd have to keep a close eye on him. Oh, I'm going to take Todd Carney on my books. Yeah. $3 million contract. Yes, please. we'll yeah, probably I'll, have ooh. to pay him a bit of extra attention. Yeah. No, nah, can't do that. I'll just take my cash.
0: What the fuck else is... The- this is the thing I think about with these managers as well. I mean, you're negotiating you know, sponsorships and stuff like that outside of the contracts, but the contracts are finalized once. mm and they're usually good for two to five years, depending on, you know, if it's a Titans player or someone <laughs> else. <laughs> so, what else do you have to fucking do to keep these people bubbling along? Pun, after pun. You've, after, <laughs> completely accidental. Uh, what do you have to do to keep them bubbling along, though, after you've fucking signed away their next, you know, two to five years of their career? They, there's not, they pretty much run themselves at that point. There's, you've got the fucking free time. What I'm trying to say is you've got the time to check in on them exactly. and make sure they're not making
1: cunts you know, of themselves. And, and don't blame the club. Don't blame the management. The club, its hands were tied at the end of the day. It made yeah. such a few or What the fuck else were they going to do? The, the fact remains that, A, first and foremost, Todd Carney is responsible for his actions. Mm-hmm. Second of all, um, he surrounds himself with the wrong fucking people. He's got a manager that doesn't give two fucks about him other than his bank account, and he's got mates that would gladly take a photo of him and ship it around to God knows who. Yeah. Oh, sorry, my phone got internet. lost. Yeah. Fuck off. Well, how did someone get into your phone? Yeah. How did, if your phone got lost, how did someone get into it? How did yeah. someone unlock your phone, get into your photos? Oh, look, there's a snap of Todd Carney. That was I'm just going to send that yeah. to the fucking media.
0: Yeah. Well it doesn't happen to me. I mean it didn't go to the media, it does be you know, to be fair. Okay, so
1: it went to random yeah. people. But Yeah,
0: yeah. And then we can go into the random people. Well the first thing is with the Goodwins, I didn't see this because I didn't I didn't get a tweet. I mean I feel left out, but apparently uh Grayson Goodwin put a tweet up and said, I will make this clear, I did not post any photo of Toddy. Thank you all for your death threats. And then he's um then the Goodwin family have started to try and stop the photo going viral. Luke Goodwin began contacting Facebook users after 10.30pm on Saturday, asking them to delete the photo from their pages. And then his brother-in-law, Joel Reddy, also sent messages to social media users on Sunday, asking them to delete comments naming Goodwin. Which makes me think he had something to do with the, the leakage of the photo, because if you didn't do it, you just say I didn't do it, and then deal with you know people saying you did it anyway. But this kind of family-wide... You know, concerted yeah. effort to remove traces and, like, mentions of him from the... You know, it's, it, it reeks of guilt to me. But I saw a tweet today, and I can't remember who it was from. I apologize. But it said that the guy, the initial tweet that went up, and I forget the guy's Twitter handle, he put it up. That guy who initially put the photo up was the guy who had the Instagram fight with Josh Dugan, where Josh Dugan told him to end himself, talking about his tattoos and stuff. It's
1: all very incestuous. That guy, well, well
0: this, that guy, I mean, at the time, Dugan was, uh, it was after the, the rooftop... He's a Raiders uh, fan, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Raiders fan. It was after the rooftop breezes thing, or cruisers, and I believe it was at the time when Dugan had negotiated the two million deal with the Broncos to the point where the Broncos were going to the NRL to see if they could get it registered. And then he's had this battle with the guys and end yourself, and the Broncos have gone, that's it, we got nothing to do with you, so that deal was off. And then after that point is when he signed with the Dragons. So he's killed the Broncos' career for Dugan. He's killed the Cronulla career, potentially the NRL career of Todd Carney. You know, let's, you know, leaving out the fact that Todd Carney's obviously far more than just complicit in the ruination of his sure. own career. But uh, that guy, he's like the yeah. You know, it would be mainly a coach kills but this guy's a bit of a fucking player killer.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I, look, the whole situation again. It could just be if there was a bit more maturity involved on a lot of different fronts in that situation, uh, from, from Carney himself to his mates to his manager, uh, the whole thing it could well and truly have never have, uh, have seen the light of day.
0: Moving on, next story, another casualty. Peter Sharp has quit as interim Cronulla Sharks coach. Sharp informed players and staff of his decision this morning, Tuesday morning. Cronulla approached current Australia coach Tim Sheens to take over the role for the remainder of the season, but he's knocked the club back. It's capped a turbulent time for Cronulla and Sharp, who was reluctantly thrust into the position as head coach following the suspension of coach Shane Flanagan. He was absent from the team's crisis meeting on Monday following the sacking of Todd Carney on Sunday as he had a pre-booked medical appointment. He handed in his resignation on Monday night. The Sharks are yet to name a replacement but dumped St. George Illawarra coach Steve Price has been mentioned as a potential candidate as has former Cronulla captain Brett Kamali. He quote from uh, Sharpie I've certainly enjoyed my time at the Sharks and I've met a number of wonderful people. I thank the Sharks for the opportunity both as an assistant and as the head coach even with the challenges we face this year. But I think the decision I've made to step down is in the best interest of the club and I believe for me, it is in my best interest as well. I hope the players can fulfil their potential and finish the season on a positive note. then um, he of course he was thrown under a bus by Gallen just last week when he suggested that uh, that Sharpie wasn't giving a hundred percent as coach. So now the Sharks. No sponsors, or no sponsor, major sponsor, no coach, and uh no star half in in Carney. So they um Under twenties coach James Shepherd, he's gonna he's been bumped up to assist Sharp, and so I think he's going to be the guy that takes the reins at least until they can find someone for next year. Or you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be caretaking for the rest of the year, but they got to try and get someone in there. And so they're they're basically removing the coaching from their you know. Lower grade system, so it's going yeah, club wide. So they're going to make a coaching decision in the cu- upcoming days. Uh, Noyce said, "Well, it's very sad to see him go. It was fitting that Peter departs on his own terms. That being on the back of a record-breaking comeback win for the club last Friday night in Brisbane. The club certainly appreciates his efforts in what's been a very difficult season. And while he may have expressed a reluctance to take on the role when first handed the reins, once appointed, Peter worked exceptionally hard and always acted in the best interests of the player and the club, players and the
1: club." It just goes from bad to worse for them, doesn't it? Yeah. It's um, it's a pretty sad state of affairs there in Cronulla at the moment, and <clears throat> I um, I hold grave fears for their for their future as a as a franchise in the NRL. There's uh, there's talk of expansion, there's talk of relocation, and um, you know, with their new development, could could certainly. Pull them out of the out of the fire, but it still doesn't account for their lack of on-field performances, which is really where your core of your business lies. And um, Peter Sharp obviously <laughs> didn't didn't get off on on the best foot by saying that he uh, wasn't real keen on the head coaching job, and and he you know Gallen hasn't helped him, and and Carney less so. So it's it's been a rough ride for him, and um, I'm not sure that he's the type of guy that's having any another head coaching role maybe an assistant somewhere or some sort of coordinator I don't know if he wants it though
0: I don't know if he wants a head coaching role
1: no not by the sound of you know maybe just didn't want the Cronulla head coaching
0: role well from all reports you know Sharpie's a top bloke but no one's ever accused him of being a top coach
1: no certainly not
0: and his results would would indicate that I mean he seems to get very very far on the fact that he must be like a great guy Mm. you know and well liked you know what Nathan
1: I'm a good guy too Yep. but I'm not going to coach Cronulla a lot of coaches asshole. oh hang on a sec Oh, is that we you saying? Have
0: talk to the under <laughs> I think I talk to the kids and see what they think. Oh, he brings us fucking. He brings us the bananas and solo <laughs> <laughs> and lollies. All right, next. Oh, we've got to get. We've got to get through the black eye on the fucking game shit. But anyway, Blake Ferguson. This is a positive. I see this as a real positive. The NRL has rejected an application from the Sydney Roosters to register a playing contract for Blake Ferguson for the remainder of this season. Ferguson has been without a club since being sacked by Canberra at the end of last year. He was added to the Roosters payroll last month in a non-playing community relations position. The 24-year-old who was recovering from ankle surgery had hoped to run out for the NRL premiers this year. However, NRL Chief Operating Officer Jim Doyle said the decision to reject the contract was based on an assessment of Ferguson's record of conduct over the last two years. He also Doyle said Ferguson had given an undertaking that he would undergo a program of clinical support and counselling before the NRL would consider registering him, and this is not yet complete. Doyle said the NRL would consider any future application for Ferguson to return. But he warned that a relevant factor in the decision would be whether he's engaged in and completed an appropriate clinical support and counselling program. Last Thursday, Ferguson was banned from pubs, clubs and bottle shops at his appeal hearing over an indecent assault charge in Sydney. The judge upheld his guilt over a 2013 indecent assault charge. And I hate this, but set aside his conviction on the proviso he stay away from alcohol outlets and seek counselling for alcohol abuse. So.
1: Again, it's ignorance. Um. He should have really accepted his penalty and, and be done with it. But no, the the Roosters are really you know, he he could have made his way back into the NRL with a year or so off um doing the, you know, the ambassador role or whatever the fuck that they were trying to employ him into. I think it's Max of a little bit of um you know, trying to exercise a bit of a loophole from the Roosters perspective. I'm not sure why they need him. Um, you know, and how Blake Ferguson fits the culture of any uh rugby league club looking to be at the top of their game is is beyond me um there's there's more to uh as we sort of alluded to earlier there's more to life than a just a god-given ability to to play rugby league um you know the, the guy is i mean you can sugarcoat it all you like at the end of the day he's been found guilty of sexual assault yeah um, yeah and you know sexual assault isn't just rape at the end of the day. No. Um picking someone up like a bowling ball when they're not interested in that constitutes sexual assault. Uh-huh. Um and you know why why is it even op- even an option for him to be to be possibly considered to play in the NRL? I think he's you know put a fucking line through his name. At the end of the day, people that sexual assault other people in the real world, that isn't the NRL. Yeah. Then yeah, they do have their livelihoods taken away, and yeah, they are put on a fucking, uh, you know, can be put on a register, or if they go to jail, then you know, good luck coming out of there and finding a, a high paying job, and you know, and trying to make the best of life once you've done committed the crime, yeah. or and even done your time. So, I just you know the 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 Blake Fergusons and the Robert Louis of the world, um, you know, I, I guess it's probably a little bit. Ironic to see that Todd Carney is the guy that gets you know has the line officially put through his name when people are still game you know gamefully employing Robert Louis in an NRL side and Blake Ferguson's being considered to return. So
0: yeah, so the thing the thing with Louis, I mean, yeah, he got sacked for you know eventually, eventually he got sacked
1: on his second offence. Yeah, and, that, and 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 when and when he got and when he got club.
0: and when he got and when he did get finally sacked, the NRL imposed like a twelve month. Banned upon him. But the However, thing is he
1: should never have come back.
0: When he came back, I don't remember there being any rigmarole about would they or wouldn't they register his contract or anything like that. It was just basically the Cowboys signed him, they dealt with the you know, they, they, they wore the twelve months and then the twelve months expired and boom, back into action.
1: Yeah, and in their mind he you know, he did the time.
0: Yeah, which is just fucking which is ridiculous. You know,
1: it's just I think I saw an article or a tweet about um, the actual image of the NRL. And I think if you look at some of these decisions, they're inconsistent. Um, I think we haven't taken a hard enough stance in the past. And uh, it has had a detrimental effect on the on the image of the game. And when you look at you know what goes on on the weekends with referees and, um, you know, the way players address referees and different things that happen in every game, then, you know, there's a a lot for the NRL to work on. And I I think you could do worse than, you know, making an example of Blake Ferguson to, to, you know, to get the ball rolling. Yeah, yep. (laughs) To improve your image. Yep, still on legal shit. Rene (laughs) Matua. And
0: I'd forgotten, I'd totally forgotten about this case. But, um... Canterbury back row, Renny Matur, was so drunk on the night he abused a taxi driver that he tried to make a phone call from an FPOS machine that caught her on Monday. (laughs) That has got to be one of the best opening paragraphs. I mean, I read that and I was like, I'm fucking in. Give me the rest of this. He was found guilty of intimidating driver, Abdul Hamid Ben Saidi, but Magistrate Mark Buscombe decided not to record a conviction for his drunken outburst after a boozy night out in King's Cross last year. I bet
1: if we had done these things. Yeah. We'd have a conviction recorded. Oh, fucking absolutely.
0: He was placed on an 18-month good behaviour bond after a drunken trip in the early hours of November 25th. On Monday, Downing Centre local court heard the Bulldogs player had been plagued by injury, dumped from Parramatta, and left by a long-term partner in the lead-up to the ride where he pushed Ben Saidi. He also kicked and punched the doors and windows of the taxi. The 32-year-old tried to have the common assault charge dealt with under mental health legislation and argued he was suffering from depression at the time. His barrister, Murungan Thangaraj SC, told the court his client had tried to commit suicide three months earlier, but Buzzcombe said he did not believe the player was a mentally ill person, but someone who had been extremely intoxicated and should have known better. He was significantly intoxicated, so intoxicated that he believed an FPOS machine was a telephone. <laughs> after his failed attempt to have his meta dealt with under Section 32 of the Mental Health Act, the prosecution withdrew the common assault charge. Matua pleaded guilty to one count of intimidation after allegedly yelling to the driver, you'll take me wherever the fuck I want to go, and I'm going to kill all the POMs. And like the the driver doesn't sound British. But, doesn't... You know, British accent. Look
1: I'm not I'm not one to generalise, yeah. I'm not one to stereotype. But uh Armini Abdul al Salahiwi <laughs> uh, I am I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't speak with a cockney accent. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so Matua said, uh well, this is at the time of the incident he so said. So he really was drunk. Yeah, so he said, I want to thank the courts. I got a fair hearing today. Glad I didn't get any conviction recorded against my name. I just want to continue to get better and finish off the year with Canterbury. At the time, he said, I was deeply apologetic to the gentlemen involved. Canterbury, the fans, my family, and the game in general. I have no excuses for my poor behavior and will accept any punishment handed to me from the powers to be. I was charged with common assault for pushing the gentleman's arm. By no means is that acceptable, but I certainly didn't strike anyone. Again, I'm truly sorry to everyone I've let down. So...
1: I like to Matua. His, his, his issues have
0: been well documented as well. Like, sure,
1: and know. I think he's he's actually has shown some sort of sense of of retribution and and wanting to right his wrongs, etc. Yeah. Um, but you know what you
0: you you know whatever you know whatever happened. I mean, it was an assault. You assault a taxi driver. Your conviction's fucking getting recorded. Absolutely. And just because and just because you public is public knowledge that you were going to kill yourself.
1: Well, anyone can dust off that old chestnut.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I feel I feel for Matura, I mean, that was some powerful stuff, you know, at the time with, sure. with Tonga and everything like that. But you can't just lean on that as an excuse. I mean, what is this taxi driver? I mean, the shit that those guys have to fucking encounter on a daily basis as part of their job and just probably the general feeling of fucking the, the stress and, you know, I wouldn't go so far as terror, but the apprehension that the next guy gets in could fucking smash you or, yeah. you know, stab you or worse... You know, that's that, that's that guy's day-to-day job. And you know what? His day-to-day job is not made any easier by fucking idiots blind off their nut fucking, you know, pushing or hitting him you or know, whatever.
1: Professional you know. athletes, no less. Exactly. I am... Um, like mean, big muscular,
0: muscular Polynesians, you know. They have like different reactions to different people. And this guy it's going to be fucking terror now, whereas you is usually like supreme sexual arousal. But...
1: Well, I'll be like, well, any if you're going to push something, you're not I'll Abdul- give you something to push. Yeah.
0: yeah I'm a power bottom ready. Um now <laughs> some would say I was a bear we <laughs> get how do we always get here
1: <sighs>
0: So yeah that's so that that's that's my view I think Oh, it was, it was great of him to say like oh, I had a fair hearing because he got he, he got yep. essentially his way, uh, and at the time he was like I'll accept any punishment. But you know, trying to do an end run around the Mental Health Act and things like that—that's
1: not exactly oh, putting I yourself up there. That's, to... You know, that was a take. Oh, that's lawyer tactic. Yeah, that's but, lawyer tactics. Um, it, like you say, it was some pretty powerful stuff, given what he's you know he's gone through, and um, you know, certainly don't condone his behaviour, and I just. You know he's the type of guy that, given his experiences um, on and off the field, um, you know oh, I hope he, he channels this sort of bullshit into, uh, you know, silly things like, you know, like this. Yeah. I hope he channels that and and can help some of the younger, uh, especially Polynesian guys coming through the Bulldogs and um, even you know within the NRL. He could you know share his experiences and and uh, you know hopefully we don't have other players going down a similar path.
0: And finally, in the, what it feels but like seriously, it's a...
1: how the fuck do you mistake an F pos machine for a remote, for a phone?
0: Well, it's got it's got the buttons. Maxwell like Smart could... wouldn't even do that. But it's got it's got the buttons. The, you know, it's like it's it's not a, it's not a world away from like the first car phones. You remember those? Yeah. Like <laughs>
1: I remember my a old house man. brick.
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember, my old man, like he, like, had, like a, a fairlane or you know, something like that. You know, one of those fucking like an LTD or something. Yeah, I had like, like the car phone thing. It was like you know, fucking gigantic. <laughs> and so you know, if you you know you were drunk, but you were raised in that era, and you remember the you remember but the. But Brinny wasn't, was he? Probably, probably not. I'm Jeez. just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to think of a scenario where an f pos machine could possibly look like a fucking phone to somebody.
1: I I just find it interesting that, you know, he picked up the phone and pushed all sorts of buttons and got a receipt for being a drunken fuckhead. Origin,
0: Origin 3, obviously it's a dead rubber, you know, no one really cares because one in a row is one in a row no matter what, but the sides have been named and, you know, New South Wales, I'd love to see it, I'd love to see a whitewash. We don't get too many whitewashers. And this year, it's a fantastic year. I mean, the side seem motivated to do it. You know, they're all talking about the importance of it from the New South Wales perspective. But Queensland, you know, stung bad. Bad. I mean, they're not going to want to lose this game at home at all. The Blues team, though. Jared Hayne, of course. Well, let's go through the, the, the unsurprising inclusions. Jared Hayne, of course, he's there. Josh Dugan, he returns. Josh Morris returns. That seems that seems really early. Uh Daniel Tupo, Josh Reynolds, Trent Hodkinson, Paul Gallen, Robbie Farah, Aaron Woods, Bo Scott, Ryan Hoffman, Greg Bird. Interchange Trent Merrin, Boyd Cordner, James Tamau, and Luke Lewis. Boyd Cordner comes in for the suspended Anthony Watmo. And now I've left one name out there and it's the wing. The wing replacing the injured William Hopawade who replaced the injured um Brett Morris. Brett Morris. James McManus. The best that could be said for the selection of James McManus is, uh while he's been there.
1: That's it. He, he hasn't been overly successful.
0: That's all he's got over the likes of Mansour and uh, and George Tafour. And Pat Richards. And Pat Richards. I think Pat Richards would almost be a better selection than, than the other two simply because of things he offers outside of just being a winger on the, on the end of a back line. Sure. You know what I mean? Kicking. And- I mean, he's not the guy. I mean, he's he he's not the guy that he, is he going to do blockbusting returns like Tafur? No, no, he's not. But you know, he got the, he's got the kicking. Um, you know, he's got the field goal in in a tight game. He's another option there, another target. Plus, he's a solid you know he's a solid fucking player in the first place. Absolutely. Uh, who would who you know who's very very experienced player and played in a, a lot of high pressure situations. You know, big games over in England. Yeah, you know, he he would he would do the job. And I'm sure. I'm sure that Mansour, you know, watching that game against the Warriors you know, under pressure, you know, he's got some stuff in him. And Tafu, is the same. I mean, sometimes he's got some shit um, in his game as well.
1: You know, Mans is going to be around for, you know, the next five series. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that easily. In there's any real benefit in a dead rubber. With all due respect. Queensland it's a dead rubber I don't know why you wouldn't be using a game like this to to blood a youngster to to, you know Mansell's form warrants it once being picked you're not just uh, he's not essentially a bolter if he Nathan merits
0: it it doesn't matter
1: series exactly right and um, you know give him a give him a taste of the the intensity and the speed of, of origin football and You know, if his form continues the way it is, then maybe he forces his way into sight next year. Now we won't know because they've given it to a guy that um, has has been there and. and
0: Should never probably been there in the first place. Remember, he got in the first time on the back of scoring like four tries in a game. And I can't remember who he was playing against, but it was a fucking. Probably the Tigers. It was someone like the Titans. Maybe it was the Titans. And it might have been against, like, you know. Yeah, some spastic like Payru or something, or Steve Michaels. Yeah, exactly like, yeah, we're well, able to score that many tries against that player. You know, you don't, you want to look your less at your origin material. You want to look less at the amount of tries you scored and more about how they were scored and, and and through whom. Exactly. So look, I, you know, I have no confidence in McManus, but the rest of the side is solid. They've done McManus the
1: job. McManus is a solid player. I just yeah. You know, when you look at Mansour or, or Richards, you know, there's. They should be jumping off the table to be selected, not uh, yep. you shouldn't be having to throw in a, an old head like M- McManus. Yep,
0: yep, exactly. Now, for Queensland's part, Cooper Cronk has been named to make his return from a broken arm, and Corey Parker returns from a facial injury as uh, the, the Marines their, bolster their squad for Game 3. Cronk broke his arm in Game 1 and hasn't played since, but he's been named as a starting side uh, for Queensland, and uh, they're trying to avoid a clean sweep, of course. East... Apparently, he says to the medical staff that he will be fit to return for the Origin game. So, the the squad as it stands at the moment, or the side as it stands at the moment, is Billy Slater, of course, at fullback. Fluffy, Darius Boyd, Justin Hodges, Greg Inglis. Will Chambers comes into the wing position vacated by Tate. Jonathan Thurston, Cooper Cronk in the halves. Jacob Lilliman, Cameron Smith, Nate Miles, Sam thiday Aidan Guerra, Corey Parker. And the interchange players, Ben Teo, Matt Gillett, Dale Cherry Evans, and Dave Taylor. And so they've got the loss of uh, Scott there as well. He's not going to be back in time, clearly.
1: They announced the squad today at uh, Graceville, where uh, Jackson was actually taking part in a junior Maroons coaching, holiday school holiday coaching clinic. And uh, the players have all rocked up and they've done the announcement and the kids are all lined up for their uh, for coaching little merchandise packs and then next thing comes out over the speaker that um and to make up the fact that Cameron Smith wasn't there given that he he would he played down in Wollongong I think last uh, on the Monday night um he wasn't going to be able to make it so uh to say sorry to all the kids because the captain wasn't going to be there they gave him every kid two free tickets to the to game 3 which I thought was pretty good initiative
0: You'll help fill out the stadium too. Yeah, and I've actually Anyone got the offer too. out there. If there's any Queensland supporters who hold tickets for this game, and you know, give you know, because of the result of the series and everything, if they you know they don't want to go, I'll take the tickets off your hand. Um, I'll, I'll gladly, I'm, I'm happy to make an offer. My offer's free. Um, I'll take the tickets off your hand, so you don't have to go and watch the Blues lift the shield. And so yeah, hit me That's up. Such bullshit. Um, but
1: yeah, I I think the inclusion of Cronk. Will work wonders for Queensland, and um, pretty strong New South Wales side though.
0: Pretty much was, the same, really. Yeah, yeah well, I mean they've the
1: lost McManus, obviously. Yeah,
0: they yeah, lost lost the wing position, but they they you know bring back one of the heroes, one of the necklaces, has <laughs> come back after the, the heroic season-defining act, actions career. Yeah, uh, you know, career their career-defining, and the and the the Origin series-defining, you know heroic actions of uh, Game 1, where he played with, you know, I think he pretty, pretty much broke his spine in several places. <laughs> Seventy spinal cord. Just the fucking, just the desire. You can see the desire.
1: <laughs> you got anything else to say? <laughs> no. No, I definitely don't.
0: So, yeah. There the squads. We'll look at it more, obviously, next week before we get up to the game. But, uh, you know, both sides looking pretty good. And hopefully, both sides are equally up for the game as they, you know, as if it were alive series
1: I suspect it would be um, and for for the reasons you mentioned earlier New South Wales has been so long uh, since they won a series I think they'll be looking to to really put an exclamation point on things whereas queensland will be will be fairly hurt by that game two result and and want to close the series out with a with a bang yeah
0: game one and game two were both defined by periods of defence from New South Wales that were just fucking extraordinary in the face of you know mountainous possession and the stakes at high you know, protecting such such you know minute leads and I just wonder if you get in the same situation it's 12-10 with 5 minutes to go Shane Haynes starts blowing a thousand penalties and giving <laughs> every 50-50 call to Queensland They like, expecting so the last 5 minutes of the game
1: well you won't have to worry about that because Shane Haynes has been dropped for game 3 so. Oh, ok that's fucking fantastic but,
0: you know, referee, so referee, whoever it is, Camps Queensland, 40 metres out for the last seven minutes of the game. Do you think the desire when in the back of your head you got the little voices saying, you know, like, it, it doesn't matter. You fucking won anyway. The series is over, son. It doesn't matter. Nah, I. What do you think, think so? that they fucking they they are like they're so intent on the whitewash. The whitewash is as powerful as the series. I,
1: it? I think if you look at their reaction from game two, I think they they will be fired up to try and uh, like I said, put an exclamation point on things.
0: Recaps and the first game game of the round Friday night football. And I always say game of the round when I'm mentioning Manly game, but this time it's true and probably last time and you know the last you know three or four between these two sides. The mighty Manly Warringah Sea Eagles twenty-four defeated the Sydney Roosters sixteen at Brookie. Massive crowd at Brookie as well. So uh good promotion by you know whoever and uh, the fans out in droves, over seventeen thousand in attendance, which is almost the full house that they'll brookie in the current configuration. And the Sea Eagles twenty-four points came from a double to Petahiku. George Tafua also and Brett Stewart with tries. Jamie Lyon, three from four conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Roosters. 16 points came from tries to Sean Kenny Dow, Boyd coordinator, Mitchell Pearce and James Maloney, two from three.
1: Yeah, I think the the Roosters were a bit off their best. Um, despite the quality of this contest, I think you know both teams were definitely up uh, for the physical... Aspect of of play, I just I think the Roosters were probably down a, a notch or two, um, and even Manly uh, has some improvement in them, which is pretty scary given their current form. So, um, cracking game, you know, two yeah. teams that are you know looking increasingly likely uh, to be making up half the top four, and and rightfully so, they've you know proven that Roosters are defending champs. Um, Manly runners up, and, and, and this season they seem to be uh, timing their runs perfectly to make another assault on the finals. Uh, for Manly, I, I just was pretty impressed with Brett Stewart. Um, yeah, Best game he, he's
0: had in ages, I reckon.
1: Yeah, he's he, he's he gets his share of accolades. Don't get me wrong, but I just it just looks like he's he's almost back to that full absolute pace that he. Yeah. He just. I Just noticed when he he found a little bit of space, or he, he was just got on the outside uh, of his man, and within a stride or you know a couple of strides he's through, yep. and it just his acceleration. Or I haven't seen that for for a few years from him. He looks so like you know
0: he you one know, hundred percent confidence in like yeah. his hamstrings again, yeah, and his knees. That's what. And,
1: and maybe that's you know yeah. it's been a gradual thing as in the re- residual effect of of you know having those sorts of knee injuries is that your hammies um are notorious for uh for being problematic and you know last season the season before is is earlier this season he's made a habit game. of of being named and, and you know on extended benches or named and uh and pulled out you know on game day so um you know there was there's probably you know 3 or 4 times where um what you know, without making a huge play, he just seemed to have that that absolute blistering acceleration back that oh, I just haven't seen from him for a couple of years. But
0: there's like a maturity as well now, like from the time when he didn't have his pace or he wasn't as confident in his hamstrings or knees, where he developed this you know playmaking ability as well. Sure. And now he's combining that, and he's got the speed, and he's just fucking lethal now. Well,
1: you know that better ex- than he ever has ever been. That speed, um, you know. To get on the on the outside of your man, but having that uh, you know that fine-tuned ball-playing ability now just makes him much more of a complete player, and it, sh- it shows him how important he is to the side. And that
0: try, that that foreign laid on oh. with that set play, you know, ten meters out, and, you know, five meters out. Fucking watching that real time, you know, the first time it happened, you're not expecting it. He's just blurred through there, and it was like the fastest ten meters I've seen guy, a player cover in a long time, and it was just. There's fucking nothing that could be done about it. There was, that was an undefendable play, unbelievable. And uh, it's great to see, you know. Obviously, tuvi has got some tricks up his <laughs> up his sleeve as well. But, you know, with the side from, you know, not far out. Um, great game for Hiku. I think they really exploited out on that side, though. I mean, who was who was it that was out there defending uh, against against Hiku out out wide on the on the Roosters' left on on the Manly right? Two po
1: wouldn't it? I mean, either the two pair. Or... Tupo, oh, th- yes, it must. It, it, like, generally on the left, though.
0: Eh? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, uh, I was thinking it was Tupo. It was was it, too, it was So it definitely was Tupo out there because there was just some horrible fucking defensive decisions made to allow Hiku to go over. The, I mean, he scored so easily that he crossed the line and he almost brought it under the sticks both times. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, but you know, great work, you know, and it means that obviously you know that understanding's coming together between uh, between Lyon and Hiku, and. And also, you know, um, guys like Tom Simons are looking, you know, better than they have. Than, than they have, You know, they're actually chiming in and really picking up the slack that the, the the long-term loss of someone like Glenn Stewart kind of hobbled the right-hand attack for a while, which was our probably our go-to side. But now it's starting, you know, Cherry Evans, is, you know, they're, they're starting to make do with what they've got and it's starting to come together and these guys are getting an understanding and, uh, you know, the points are starting to flow, which is great. And Tafur, I mean, his try was, you know, One of those tries it wasn't 100% on, but once again, it was just, you know, reaction time and the put down, you know, he just just took the ball, you know, on his chest and then sort of put it down to the ground level, almost in the same motion before defenders could come over and think about, you know, barreling him over the sideline or whatever. So, uh, yeah, great game. Very happy with the result. The other thing is Roosters forwards were making fucking ground at will. I mean I, I, I at the time I felt you know watching I was like well fucking our forwards are you know they're on the back foot so badly it's amazing that we're still in this game. It's so it's a it's a credit to the guys to, to the forwards that they actually they probably weren't on the back foot as much as I thought and had more held their position and held the line enough to stop things while concede, you know while it seemed like they were conceding some big plays at times. Um but you know no name guys in our forward pack, you know two massive outs in Glenn Stewart and Watmo. And so the other guys, uh, you yeah, know, did a great job.
1: I think the Roosters, you know, if if these two teams meet in the semi-finals or you know, ultimately the grand final, I think the Roosters will probably have to find a way to to deal with Brett Stewart better than what they did on Friday night. Yeah, it just creates so many options for them if if he's you know starting to half bust through from from kickoffs or. Uh, kicks in general play, yeah. Um, you know they were going up with a fairly straight line, and he was still poking his nose through, or yep. or you know one time he went right through altogether. together. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that's they're going to have to find a way to handle him, or or you know the result could be from last year could be reversed. And manly
0: have to realise that Brad Stewart's back, and you know in the terms of line breaking and speed and fucking support the guy, Because yeah. <laughs> there's times when he'd get away. And they just they, they just weren't ready for it. They, you know, there's no support that they you know, they could use. So, yeah, uh, you know, unfortunate. But uh, you know, there's a lot of improvement inside, and I'm I'm uh, very very happy with that at the moment. And out of line now, on top of the up on top of the ladder after Pendous loss. Okay, uh, Twitter, Brendan underscore Kelly, Manly, the only team I don't mi- I don't mind being beaten by. See you in September. Delorean Gray. Minicello looks ready to retire, slash go to Newcastle, slash Salford, slash be shot tonight. Hash, look at the flowers. So that's obviously a great listener of the show. I don't recall too many tweets from uh, DeLorean Gray, but clearly (laughs) DeLorean Gray is uh, well up on the show. At shithead listener. It's hard to see Manly losing a game that counts. Cunts. (laughs) <laughs> Ryan finesse, and that's funny. That's the kind of that's the the, the the general vibe I've been getting off Twitter like lately with Manly as well. Because it used to be the thing, the thing that I've had to grow up with is oh, you know, the stealing players buying competitions and that sort of thing. But now, finally, it's slowly turning around to just being like, yeah, you're good. They're too no, good. We Those, don't like they're, it. They're, yeah, they're too good. the can <laughs> um Ryan Finance awesome game of footy that both teams are a massive chance at winning the comp and may well meet again in the grand final Bay Bay BNC the only problem with beating the Roosters is they don't have any fans to show up to give it to hash myth fans hash glorious win (laughs) um that promotion they ran at Brookvale, too, with the flags. flags it looked yeah, spectacular it awesome. around the hill, yeah. And, you know, I can't imagine people turning up just to get a flag because there's like 5,000 them or whatever. But the way that they ran the entire promotion for that game and the fill the hill and all those things they're doing now, they're really starting to pay off because it...
1: Other Manly fans or anything like you, they'd fucking rock up to get something for free.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also on Friday night, Broncos... Well, sorry, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 24 to feed the Broncos 22. Suncorp, did you go to this one?
1: No. Nicklin was sick and uh, yeah.
0: it all sort of happened late. Mate, Friday you don't have to make anything. any excuses because these, these, you are not the fan of these shit teams.
1: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I like to get my money my value out of my Yeah, ticket. I shoot too.
0: Uh, the Sharkies, 24 tries to Jacob Gagan, Paul Gallon, Todd Carney, and Sosiah Fecky, and Michael Gordon, 4 from 4, including some from out wide. Risen Broncos, 22 came from tries to Daniel Vito, Alex Glenn, and a double to Haller. Ben Hunt, 3 from 4. And this game unbelievable now I had this game on my TV whilst I was streaming the Manly game and obviously 99% of my attention was on the Manly game um, doing like live tweets and everything like that at the time but seeing this game you look oh here oh, yeah, Broncos scored a try oh Broncos scored another try oh fucking 16-0 here we go the Sharkies get pumped but the comeback I believe it was was it 43rd or 47th minute of the game so just into the second half when the Sharkies finally got their first points in a month. And uh, it was a good one, too. Uh, The kick to Gagan. Yep. A lot of pace, you know, onside. A lot of pace to get down there, take it, put it down about, you know, a foot inside the dead ball line. It was a good try. And you thought, okay, great. They got their consolation. Wonderful. They've broken the streak of nils.
1: Now we can stop fucking talking about it. But then, guys, all the fucking commentators and people on Twitter were carrying on about.
0: Oh, it was it was it was nuts. But you know they des- they deserved it. I mean, it was historically bad. It was it was a historically bad run. But then they scored another try. we were like, oh, that's nice, to you. And then they scored another one. We're like, well, fuck me, they're actually in this game a little bit. And they were actually having the better run. The forwards, you know, they are making the ground. I mean, they seemed to be getting down to the point where they could at least muster up an attacking kick at the end of their set like a bomb. And was, they started forcing some repeat sets as well. Mm-hmm. Um, despite that, they got to the lead 24-22. And then the Broncos, this was probably, what, 10 minutes to go, 13 minutes. It was fairly, you know, it was plenty of time before the end of the game when they actually went ahead. The Broncos, you know, started doing some great things. Ben Hunt lifted, started, you know, he did that great uh, caught the guy in goal off his kick. Yep. And at the end, they had the run where the kick was regathered. Came to Josh Hoffman. Broncos down the left-hand side with, I think, off the top of my head, it was probably a three-on-one overlap. All it required was a draw and pass from Josh Hoffman to read. And then maybe he may have had to pass it to his winger. Or, you know, he might have been able to get through. They are probably 30 metres out of the stage. Which we know he's
1: physically incapable of doing.
0: Josh Hoffman said to never pass the ball. That's the thing about Josh Hoffman with the Broncos fans. Oh, he's in the halves. He never passed the ball. He's fucking shit. Look, I agree with everything you said. But he passed the ball on this occasion. Went probably three metres behind the guy he was passing it to. Straight over the sideline. <laughs> Benji Marshall special. And now we know why he doesn't pass the ball. That's actually a good thing, Broncos fans. Don't fucking... But I've never Don't seen such a, a bombed opportunity to win a game that they should have won. You know,
1: well, It goes to show he's not a 5'8". So... Um, I don't think that that's a, a surprise for anyone. Yep. Um I think Ben Hunt's had a bit of a crossroads um in his career with uh you know, I, I don't think they'll they'll get Cherry Evans, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah. I would imagine that there's been some fairly um fairly keen proposals put to him by the Broncos. Um I've always so been
0: in the position that they're not gonna get they're not gonna get him because, you know. I hear things.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, I make. understand that, but that that all said and done, I think the Broncos probably would have tried to chase him fairly hard. Um, you know, when you're a half... The starting halfback is the first, uh, you know, serious starting position gig you've been given, such was the case was with Ben Hunt this season at the Broncos. Um, you know, to hear things in the media like that they're chasing another halfback, I, I think that's... A, is, has been a bit of a catalyst for his form spike in the last couple of months, but one serious thing that he's, that he's missing in his game at the moment is the ability to close out those close games.
0: I thought you were going to say like a five-eighth. Uh,
1: no, he's just you know look at some of the some of the games the Broncos have lost. They you know they have yeah. led until late and then they've yeah. still been knocked off. So. You know his kicking game was was much behind earlier in the season, he, and he's made some you know really evident Im- improvements there. But you know, as a halfback in a club like that, you you really do have to lead uh, and steer the ship around. And he's he's not getting it. He doesn't get a great deal of help um, from his other halves partner, and I think Ben Barber's still pretty much out of sorts. He's fucking hopeless. Yeah, he. I mean, let's be let's be
0: real. I mean, there's 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 out of sorts, but yeah, you know, when players are out of sorts, it's not like a season. And even when they like they want to go, oh Ben Barber's back, it's because he fucking caught on the end of a backline movement that resulted in a try that he scored, or when he palms off fucking you know Sam Tompkins. Yeah. Look, things that aren't spectacular. What I'm, what I'm saying is, the things that he's ben done Barber best this season aren't is spectacular
1: we've seen the best of Ben Barber and it's bloody impressive but we're yet to see it in a Broncos jersey Um, and I just wonder at what point the I may have brought this up recently but at some point management is going to start asking some questions he hasn't been performing to a level that we'd expect from Ben Barber certainly not Ben Barber the 2012 Dalian medalist
0: that's what I mean it's Ben Barber he's come up on two years now you know of, of not playing well
1: yeah um I saw one particular guy on on Facebook and and a few other little murmurings on Twitter that, about refs fault for this game. But say you want to be the refs, but if you're 22 nil up against a team that hasn't won a game in in five weeks and hasn't scored a, hasn't point, scored in three. a point in three weeks,
0: <laughs> three and a half because yeah, I mean yeah, the first half of this there's
1: game, there's really no valid excuse to give up 24 unanswered points and lose a game. I don't care what is happening in that truck, but there's no way that should happen. And um, I think that was probably the most disappointing thing for me.
0: Yep, yep, I agree. And there were a couple of... of I mean, I don't think the rest fault was as bad as I'm making it up, but there were a couple of decisions I was like, oh, that's a bit... You know, I'd be outraged if that happened to me. (laughs) But I don't think it was as bad. It certainly... It wasn't actually in the scoring of points. It was little things in the lead up. You know, they still had to run a whole set of six and, you know, the Broncos still had to miss the tackles. It wasn't like there were any bullshit decisions made on whether tries were scored or not. You know, any controversy of that nature. Okay, Twitter, where are we? Garbs, 1985. Is Jake Granville the paddle pop lion? (laughs) Could be. Tiger underscore Benji. I don't know what's better on Twitter. The collective what the fuck from New South Wales people checking the score or the implosion from Donkeys fans? (laughs) It's the implosion of Donkeys fans. I actually laughed when the, when, uh, the Sharkies scored that last try to go ahead. I, I got a genuine laugh, and I got a genuine laugh out of that Hoffman pass at the end, too, because I just didn't believe at any any point in my life, I did not believe the Sharks had a fucking chance in hella winning that game. No, and mate, certainly no. not at halftime. Now, uh, where are we? Shane, Aaron, Elvis. Possible tribute statues for the Brisbane Broncos. Michael Hutchins. David Carradine. Jimi Hendrix. Hash. Choke Artists. Jeez. That's oh, that's that's got a stick in their neck, isn't it? Like you know, to take that's the fun. choke take the choke mantle from uh the Dragons. Uh <laughs> Dragon Punk twelve. The Broncos deserve to lose for wearing a Super League inspired jersey. Word. And uh Unky D, what's worse than scoring zero three games in a row? Getting beaten by that team after being twenty two points up, hash Broncos in decline. And finally Eddie NZ, I'm not even angry, I'm just wait. Yeah, I'm actually pretty angry. Hook still can't use a bench. staggered Hooker, really? He does make some odd selections. I'll give him that. He's got a touch of the geniuses about him. Super coach. West Tigers, 19, to feed the Canberra Raiders, 18 at Campbelltown Stadium. Crowd of just over 9,000. The Tigers, 19, came from a double to Luma. Pat Richards also with a try. and Nasta with a field goal. Not as good as the immortal field goal from back in the day, but I mean... It it'll, was, do. It'll, it'll do. It'll do. It was kind of ballparked. Area too, you know, part of the field, you know, left of the post and back pretty deep. Uh, Pat Richards, two from three conversions and a penalty goal. And the Raiders, 18 double to Branco Lee. Jared Croker with a try as well, three from three conversions, but crucially, critically, a missed penalty goal.
1: At which point, Robbie uh, ran up and asked him just how fucking useless he really was. And And he um, responded in turn. And he had tears in his eyes,
0: as usual. Before kick-off, I mean, and for the whole game. <laughs> and after during that kick.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty gutsy win by the Tigers. I, I don't know that they're...
0: Brave. They're brave, Glenn. So They brave. were very brave. So, so, so they were brave. very
1: brave. So brave. Played most of the game with just two players on the bench and, and, you know, a large chunk of it at that with one player on the bench. So, um, very, very good performance. But um, as far as, you know they're uh you know showing that that grit and uh the the guts to to sneak out a win when you know there was an injury to tedesco in the first tackle of the game uh they lost Jesse su to fractured shoulder uh he played most of the second half with that injury and um yeah i w- was very impressed with their commitment to the cause, but they still do need to improve greatly to to be able to put sides like Canberra away um with a bit of comfort, because I don't think Canberra should uh as close to the Tigers at the moment as, as one point would indicate, as a one point victory would indicate. Uh that was probably and Astor's best game for the club. It's nice to see him win us a game with a line drive field goal, but that's only part of what he's doing. But you he, he can see him getting more and more actively in, involved in in the um in the play. So he's uh you know, his his steadying hand for Luke Brooks is one thing, but he, he's also contributing to the team as well, which is which is good to see. Um, just lastly on on Croker's shot for goal, this was, was hand of Bruiser again, and hand of Bruiser incited tears of Croker. He um, he's he's mentally fragile, that kid, and the Tigers exploited it to their advantage and and got the victory. Um, you know, the the Raiders had well, Tigers didn't have a great deal of ball. They they completed almost perfectly in the first half, but uh second half they were starved to possession for, for large parts, but they still managed to um you know, like I said, just grind out and, and a, a gutsy, gritty win and uh they they're really gonna have to uh start getting their attack. Sorted out. I think they can. They're definitely capable of scoring more points. Austin was good in replacing Tedesco, so I was pretty happy in the end.
0: But we need to address, that, you know, of course, that uh, Tedesco to damp on to dead Sko. Yeah, to dead <laughs> Yeah, he's gone from hot sauce to ice magic to hot sauce again, and now I don't know what you call him.
1: Yeah, I mean, contact injury, broken patella. It's if it was, I'd be a lot more concerned if it was another ligament injury. To be quite honest, it was. It's just one of those things. It's it's really ordinary luck for him, and um, yeah, I, you I saw.
0: Know, I saw reported I that you know it could be a ten week injury, which is the season, really at this stage. I
1: saw ten week, and but then I saw they someone said six, exclaiming six weeks. Uh, sorry, six
0: months. Yeah, I saw someone exclaiming like in in shock on Twitter, like twenty four weeks.
1: Yeah, that was. what was that on last night?
0: I, th- I think I saw it this morning or today Sometimes.
1: yeah i I think I saw it on one of the shows last night, and I thought,
0: wow that's yeah that's a significant hit to it's the nuts, entire to it? the entire club
1: really to the oh, absolutely the side. he um you know, and for it to come against canberra with the the you know recent history between him and them and and all the rest of it i it's it's fucking shit luck, but I'm sure plenty of people will call him karma,
0: yeah, it could be karma. Canberra, Canberra, uh fans would no doubt be calling it karma. Kind of
1: like. Oh, they probably would, but, but you know the, the, the thing
0: about. is, you know, we found with you know Manly, you know, struggled without Brett Stewart for years, and uh, they've only really put a uh, put a solution to it, you know, late last year and this year in uh, Petahiku. And uh, thankfully for the Tigers, the brave Tigers, so 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 brave,
1: so but brave, but they're, they're,
0: they're so so brave. They really but are brave. They are the bravest of the brave, bravest, bravers I mm-hmm. ever brave. That ever braved. Now, but. Thankfully, they have a ready-made solution, almost waiting in the wings to replace Tedesco. In uh, Tedesco Mark One, Timmy Molson is the name. I mean. <laughs> so, sleep-easy Tigers fans, because the future looks so brave. <laughs> <laughs> At, at White Pie. Hot Sauce is a great player. It's just a shame his legs are made of Tim Tams and crumble regularly.
1: <laughs> I saw someone else call him biscuit legs. I was like, fuck <laughs> <laughs> <It's> fucking appalling. <laughs> yeah, <that's> what... oh, <laughs> I've man. never heard that before. But fucking no, me Tim Tam knees and biscuit legs. Oh, fuck me, dude. Fucking
0: biscuit legs. That, fucking, that strikes me funny. Uh, Jar TV. I think while Cat's hair was injured, he had his brain swap with the 13-year-old shithead kid. <laughs> Hammers. I've never witnessed two amputees arm wrestle before, but this is how I imagined it to look.
1: <laughs> what about uh, in that scrum where, or probably should have addressed? Robbie was uh, quite adamant that he was eye gouged. Yeah, and wanted to make came a complaint. Out of that
0: though, did it? Sorry. But nothing's coming no, out. No, well, he
1: wanted to make a complaint to the referee, and whilst the referee was sort of, sort of preparing to make a formal for Robbie to make a formal complaint, it came up on the big screen. Yeah. Robbie's had a look at it, realised it was Shillington, who he's <laughs> roomed with, on tours, etc. <laughs> he's going, Ah, oh, that's all good. And Shillington's standing next to him watching the same replay, going, Mate, I didn't fucking know you were there. Farrah's digging driving his head into Shillington's head too. Yeah. Um, and he was trying to push him off, and and caught him in the eyes, and wasn't even remotely looking at what he was doing. So, um, after looking at the bid screen, the referee said, had asked him previous, "Do you want to make a, a complaint?" Robbie said, "Yes," and he said, "Okay, do you want to make a complaint?" Uh, no. So referee had to put his tools away. Yes. Uh,
0: Shutter eighty six party like it's two thousand and ten, and Aston nailing field goals, Croker missing clutch kicks. If the cows lose tonight, detain Robert Louis ASAP. Actually, <laughs> and unfortunately, that wasn't to be. Unky D. Glenn's 80 minutes of chanting, I do believe in fairies, has helped his team to win. Hashtag is in decline. Not quite. And Mickey T. 1985. Well done, Tigers. Extremely brave performance. Brave. brave. Just go to Bali now. You're fucked. So brave, though.
1: Brave. Tigers are so brave. They are so,
0: so, 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 so bra- brave. You know,
1: bravest braves that ever braved.
0: I mean, you've got... You, you think of guys that take the field of battle, you know, in front of you know, insurmountable odds, and then you
1: think go on, Nathan. I, I, I like where you're going with this. And
0: then you think, then then you think of someone who just has to basically play football and maybe suck it up and fucking breathe a few more breaths because they can't get a break on the sideline because of an injury. You know, there are a man or
1: two down on the bench. You're, you're not you're not even remotely quite that ignorant for that to be your what, honest opinion.
0: What I'm trying to say is it's less bravery than just you know fuck. You got to work harder than you ordinarily would have to do. It's brave, Nathan. So brave. Bravery. So so
1: Heroes. So brave. Bunch of
0: fucking heroes.
1: Oh, so brave. said it before.
0: So brave. North Queensland Cowboys, 20, defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 18. Up there at 1,300 teeth. And the Cowboys, 20, came from tries two. All well, in the first half, two. Tries two, a double the Matthew Wright. Tarek Sims and Antonio Winterstein also were tries. Thurston, one from four. Fucking rare night with him. And a penalty goal, one from one. Rabbitohs, 18, came from tries of Chris McQueen, Jason Clark, G.I., Adam Reynolds, three from three conversions.
1: 14-0 after 20 minutes. The Cowboys looked well and truly on song and on top of the Bunnies, and I I would have expected them to go on with it uh, for, for the rest of the game. But unfortunately, South started to peg them back and started to muscle up in the forwards and make some ground and... You know those big boys are running different angles, and and the Cowboys really struggled to handle them. Um, and as it turns out, they probably turned. Sorry, as it turns out, they probably did do well to to hold on for fifteen minutes with just a two point lead. But um, I've just got a feeling Souths were probably a little bit off their game, um, and and have not been quite at their best recently. But um, you know the really good sides were probably going to run over the Cowboys in that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, but you know, the the flip side to that is, if Thurston had his had his uh, kicking boots on, then you know the game would have been out of reach of the Rabbitohs in the first place. I mean, it's yeah, poor goal kicking is what kept them in the game. I mean, it uh, would have been a more comfortable margin to the, to the Cowboys. They played great in that first half, though. But you know, I think the Rabbitohs just got their shit together the way that they you know would ordinarily perform, and they they got that together in the second half, and uh, you know the tries came, and they just ultimately just ran out of time at the end.
1: Pretty sad indictment for the Cowboys at this house. Really, only came to play for forty minutes.
0: And just about got him. Yeah, and almost got him. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: It, for all the Cowboys' good work, that's that's a pretty telling stat.
0: Yeah. Um. So on Twitter, not so much Twitter for this game actually. The Ben Zed, I might refuse to watch next week in protest of that trash by the Rabbitohs. Disgusting. He'll fucking he'll, he'll knife the fuck out of his own team too.
1: He does do that,
0: uh, Unky D. A year ago, South's fans claimed Merritt as the New South Wales Messiah. Now they want his head. South's fans have one brain cell per tooth. <laughs> Hash, not many. And Merritt is a. Have you have you ever seen a player decline? It's
1: a spectacular. So, so far,
0: so far. Well, when when he was dropped, I thought, okay, there's a there's a personality clash with or or a, a need in the team clash with Madge, and he's not, and and he's a new coach that's come into the side, and he's. He's not burdened by the history of the club and you know, how beloved, you know, Merit is you know, amongst the fans, and you know, obviously got the record for the try score and all that sort of thing. And then he's boom—he's pretty much straight after that. He got that record, boom—he's dropped. Yeah. And I thought, wow, that at the time I was thinking, well, that's wow, that's a little, harsh, that's a bit harsh, it you know, potentially a bit premature. But every opportunity he's been given, ample opportunities to to win his space back through this origin period, and he's been fucking hopeless. Shadow of his former self. Now I don't know whether he's just been completely destroyed, you know, mentally by you know the initial dropping, where he's just like, okay, I'm not in the plans, so it doesn't matter what I do, I'm just going to fucking go through the motions. Or if he's just declined to be that ratchet, but it's fuck, it's just strange to see.
1: You would think the way to win your squad, win when your spot back permanently is to play some decent footy, um, and I, you'd you'd hope that it wasn't dropping the bottom lit because. Because he was dropped.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: Professional athlete, you gotta uh, take those sort of lumps, and and if you do get an opportunity, grab it with both hands. But um, he's, he's wide of the mark at the moment.
0: New Zealand Warriors 30 defeat the Penrith Panthers 20 at Mount Smart Stadium. This one, the 30 points came from a double to Conrad Horrell, Shaun Johnson, Manu Vadavai and Simon Mannering with tries. Uh, Shaun Johnson five from five conversions. The Panthers' 20 came from tries to Jamie Sauer, Josh Mansoor, Matt Moylan and James Siggiaro. Jamie Sauer two from two conversions. Matt Moylan missed with his only attempt, and uh, Peter Wallace had a crack and missed as well.
1: Conrad Hurrell was great again in this game, and he's he's really striking some devastating form. I tell you what I like most about him is that um, whilst he can just run straight and hard, yeah. Um, when he when he's at his best, I think he, he runs with the same sort of intensity, but puts a little bit of footwork into his game. Um, and if you can get someone, you know, on the out of someone is on the outside of someone, or, or or between two defenders, when you might have uh, run the risk of someone making an arms tackle, then he's fucking unstoppable every day of the week.
0: Oh, the way that he blasted through for that first try with you just trying to yeah. fucking arm tackle him. And just come on, son. You,
1: you, you've got to fucking get right in front of him and, and get your shoulder um, right up under his ribs every single time because he's. Um, well, I don't care if you're like a stick in the spokes of a BMX bike. Just fucking. <laughs> throw, throw your body
0: in front of his yeah. th- in front of his quads or something and just try and bring him down. He's um,
1: you know, since that scandal, to his credit, he's just gonna say since- down. his...
0: Since he got since he got his dick sucked, he's been yeah. unstoppable. Which just goes to show, it's, ladies, I mean, ladies yeah. treat your man right, because <laughs> you know amazing things can happen. If you if go for a mic check,
1: sorry. <laughs> <laughs> go for a mic check. Amazing so, things could happen. Your your man might start running over the top of people.
0: Exactly, and that may be you know useful you, in his life work.
1: <laughs> or <it> may not. <laughs> I think Sean Johnson had a pretty good game. He's he's mixing it up nicely, um, and for all of you know, Benji's flaws as far as you know, creating extra dressing rooms and kicking out in the full and passing it to Ray 10 to the grandstand. Um, he always did have a knack of picking up a loose ball here or being you know Johnny on the spot, the right guy in the right place yep. at the right time. Um, and I think that's a trait that Sean Johnson has also Um, you know he was there for the intercept here and he's generally in and around you know sniffing for a drop ball and it it shows about the the intensity that they play with and he might not always get it right with some of the plays or or, um, the way he gets you know guys moving around in in certain fashion but um, he certainly has that knack down his Whenever there's a ball stray, mm-hmm. he he's always aiming to scoot through and pick it up. Pretty impressive try from a, an intercept for him too, as I mentioned earlier. But I was just um, I was thinking about the Panthers. They've been on such a good run, and a consensus I came to, you know, consulting only myself, I think the win. Sorry, I think the loss does the Panthers some good. Um, to drop that game in a, in a pretty tough hostile environment, um, that result really should steal them for a, you know they've got a pretty tough run home as well. Um, yeah, well got because to play they, a bunch of the top eight, they've teams had an there.
0: exceptionally easy run at sure. the moment. They've been playing teams under them for most the whole season.
1: Yeah, so. You know, the next month of footy could make or break them. We saw how quickly the Dogs started to slip down the ladder with a couple of losses, and the same will go for Penrith. So they've had one here. They play the Tigers this weekend, and then um, some further, um, further tough opposition over the next, you know, few weeks. So that you know, by the time we get to the end of end of July, Penrith's season could be flying high, or, or well and surely dusted.
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, where are we? On to Twitter. Unky D. Panthers tumbling down the ladder faster than Todd Carney fumbling at his belt when thirsty. (laughs) Hash, slam it down fast. Mickey T., 1985. Credit to the Warriors. Played well. Losing Soward killed Penrith. May have gone on with it with him there. Missed his kicking.
1: He came back on, though. Yeah, it was a blistering start for
0: Warriors in this game. I mean, it was similar to the Cowboys, I suppose, except they managed to go on with it. And there was a time there where the game was, probably when that intercept happened with Johnson, when the game was in the balance at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was fairly close, yeah. Okay, anyway, moving along. Newcastle, Knight 16, defeated the Parramatta Eels 10. Knight 16 came from tries to the Uate Pate, Joey, Leilua, and Fluffy. And uh, Jared Mullen. sorry, Kurt Gidley, two from three conversions. The Eels, 10 points. Tries to Jared Hayne and Sammy Radradra. And Chris Sandow, one of two conversions.
1: I think Parra needs more out of Sandow if they're going to make the eight. They really need someone over and above Jared Hayne firing and playing in career best form. He can't do yep. it all on his own. If yep. they're going to you know, make any, uh, have any success in the finals or, or even indeed make it there in the first place. So, um, I think it starts with Chris Sando. If he if he starts doing his job directing the players around the field, um, the rest of it really stems from there. So, big responsibility on his shoulders. But pinch it and see what he does with it. Um, and I hope Arthur does give him that responsibility now that he's back in the in the top grade. He's he's really been, um, he, you know, he's had some. Some performances that you you know you would say of Chris Sando where he's made his name. Yeah. If you know what I mean, but um, he was around a South his... jersey at the time. <laughs> Probably true. <laughs> um, thought Fluffy had another good game. Fluffy, that
0: well, both fullbacks had almost you know spectacular almost length of the field tries. Yeah. And like Fluffy's was like the best thing I've ever fucking seen him do.
1: Yeah, I oh, I didn't realise he was quite that quick. Actually, I knew it was and fast. And he, had, he had some work to do up yeah.
0: through the centre to get clear. And then when he got clear, put the afterburners on. It was yeah. fucking spectacular.
1: we were heading in around 17 now, and that's his third good game this season. I yeah. think you
0: need more from your. Yeah. They probably all happened, though, after he started getting paid After he started getting, <laughs> paid, started again, getting paid. So um,
1: <laughs> that's probably what. You could probably justify not paying him if he's played three good games in, in 16 weeks. I'm still not a fan of the guy. He's, you know, he obviously must bring something to the table in that club because, you know, when he scores, everyone comes and swamps him, and he's, he seems like a popular member of the squad. But I just, I can, really can't even look at him without getting annoyed, feeling the bile rise up in your throat. Yeah. Um. Hane keeps delivering. Gilly it was funny that. that try he scored.
0: You see, when he's running, and the only person from Newcastle got close yeah, to him was uh, Willy. <laughs> was Willie. And, and there was there just a was...
1: pole accent out uh, of the, the way.
0: And they uh, having some having a laugh as it went yeah. over. And, and Jared trying to put the move on to get it closer to the post. And Willie almost stopped him. too. he had to slam it down pretty quickly to uh, yeah. to get it in there before the dead ball line. He's
1: he's brilliant. I'll give him that. And he's he's certainly turning it on week to week. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I think he he needs they need to give him some help.
0: Absolutely. Okay, now we move over to Twitter and uh, Shithead Listener. Today proves that Para have a long way to go to threaten good teams, despite my self delusions to the contrary. Hash, reality bites. And uh, Jet Nightman, which is a new, the new <laughs> alias for uh, Danny Palmer, Big Dan. The Hain train has been derailed by the Uate party. Welcome back, Newcastle Knights. Keep it up. And we move on to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 24 on Monday Night Footbitch, upsetting the Melbourne Storm, 12. Uh, It's a huge upset, this one. And uh, the Dragons, 24 points, came from tries to Dugan, Widop, Mitch Rain, and Nightingale and also Runciman at the end. Gareth Widop, 2 from 5 conversions. Once again, poor goal kicking, made it closer than it needed to be. The Storm, 12, tries to Billy Slater and Kurt Mann. Cameron Smith, 2 from 2.
1: Benji's warming to the task for the Dragons. Um, Still... Still not a complete performance, but his combination with with Widop is really <clears throat> going from strength to strength, and 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 picking Dugan in the centres. I I ridiculed that. I didn't I didn't like it at all. Uh, but I still don't think he, it's like a. I don't think it's it's fantastic. But geez, he did some things. It's working for in this them. game. That um, it's yeah, it's working.
0: It's working for McGregor at the moment. You know that's 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 what you could say about it. But um, Benji is just settling in now. To a situation at a club where he's not necessarily has enough to be the Benji. Yep. And so he's actually just settling down to be more of a role player and giving ball to who needs to get more it. More
1: of a Robin, not a Batman, as we've said before.
0: Exactly. And and then when when you let Widdert be the Batman, the Dragons start to perform more like they did at the start of the season where they won a couple straight and lead the competition briefly. That's
1: right. It was good to see Widdert play that well against Melbourne, a team yeah. that probably knows... His capabilities and and could defend yep. um, astutely against him and and would have been very prepared to uh, to handle whatever he threw at them. So really good performance from him. He got man of the match and and Craig Bellamy you know was full of praise for him after the game as well.
0: Something you would have taught Benji in this game. He's like just a sweet long passing out to the wingers and like to that, that runs him and try. He's putting guys in untouched.
1: Sissawanga was had a fucking shocker on the wing there.
0: Yeah, and, you, I mean, you know, you hear a Storm fan talk about, you know, in general, you know, about their players need to be dropped. Into, and, you know, is the name that comes up. But fucking Sissel, wow. <laughs> He was the guy.
1: <laughs> Fanua, I mean, he didn't have a fantastic game. He wasn't either.
0: amazing, but he didn't get exploited anything like Sissel did.
1: You would imagine that, you know, teams looking over their shoulders at the Storm, worried about them possibly making a run but anyone that's got to play them between now and September you'd be throwing everything at Sisawanga wouldn't you
0: yeah yeah and such an unstorm like defensive performance
1: some really soft stuff really soft soft yeah softer than baby shit as I like to say good win for the Dragons I I don't know that the Dragons are a top 8 side I think they're playing some enterprising footy at the moment Um, and you know they certainly have the makings of a decent side, um certainly a back line. I I don't know that they've got the forwards to get the job done, probably a little bit small. Mm-hmm. But uh the thing the thing about this
0: game is I mean, obviously it was a product of more commitment from everyone in the Dragons side at the moment and, and people settling into their roles a bit better now with Benji in the side. But the difference in the game, it was still two kicks that took the most ridiculous and fortunate bounces possible for the
1: Dragons. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes over the course of a season, you need those.
0: Yeah. There was just to get to, like, the two perfect ones where the one bounced over, you know, bounced behind the storm guys and back over straight to Widdup. And then there was the ones, the one that, um, for, I think it was for Nightingale's try. I can't remember when, or was it for Rain, when, when Benji kicked it through and it sort of deflected off a, yeah. a storm guy and went straight back in towards the sticks and, you know, just right into the path of someone to pick up and plan over the line.
1: Again, I want to give Nightingale a rap. He, um, in that second middle part of the second half, there he was—he was coming off his line, and it, which is very, very dangerous for a winger. But f- every single time, he chopped him down. And you know, good performance—he's—he's he's probably known as much as, um, for his attacking brilliance as anything else. So it was good to see him excel on the on the defensive side of the field.
0: Twitter, the Ben <laughs> Dear, he's set to Cameron Smith. Dear at Camp Smith 9 We're a storm watching finals this year. Come to a Twill meetup. Please bring chicken wings. Hash topical catering. <laughs> uh, Freak09. Sharks, Knights and Dragons all won this weekend. Yep. Players are definitely betting on the NRL. <laughs>
1: There was a fucking chicken wing very early on in that game that was went completely unnoticed. Yeah. Um, They've been off the radar for a couple of years now, the
0: chicken wings. That was almost the first one. Or well, the grapple was the first one that got stomped. Yeah. And then the chicken wing was the, the sequel to the grapple. It, was, it wasn't as big. It didn't rake in as much money as uh, as the grapple. But, um, yeah, the grapple to this day, they're pretty much on it straight away. Yeah. But, yeah, the chicken wings, they can sleep, stick them in there sometimes. Um, and we've got Flash1480. Clearly not enough cash in brown paper bags tonight. <laughs> Previews. Another short... Uh, this is the, the last really badly origin-affected round of the year. I, mean, I don't have the full draw in front of me. I imagine that um, next round... It's probably going to have some issues as well, but you know, not as many. It'll be one of the more minimal buyer-having rounds, and that'll round out the buys for everyone for the year. Yep. But this one, we've got a lot of buys. we got the Broncos, Raiders, Storm Knights, Eels, and Warriors all with buys. And the team's playing match of the round on Friday night. Once again, the Doggies versus the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles at ANZ.
1: Bulldogs, without their origin halves, um, Michael Ennis comes in at a 7. Fuck, surely he can't be your best option. Um Sea Eagles obviously missing Cherry. Jackson's a big fan of Cherry Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Saw him today, shook his hand, he said Yeah. Um had a little bit of fun. Yeah. good. Yep. Doesn't have any issues with Cherry Evans. Big bit it's of a good. fan.
0: It's good. Good to hear. It's impossible to have issues with Cherry Evans.
1: <laughs> oh, I could grab dig of a few. Um not much other origin involvement. With whatmo, well, yeah, we don't
0: have Origin involvement given the injuries to Glenn Stewart and, and the suspension to Whatmo. Those yeah. two would probably be in there otherwise. It was funny; I was just talking about this with someone today, and there, there's a lot of men who were going, "Isn't it?" You know, it's almost like they were complaining, like, "Oh, you know, top on the table, and only one person in Origin." You Isn't know, it? and that's good. I don't think that's fucking fantastic. But if it, if Origin was a free for all, and you know, Kiwis could get in it, and and that kind of thing, and like if Jamie Lyon was interested. We'd be we'd be absolutely right because you'd see Lyon would be there, Matt would be there, foreign would be there, you know, Cherry Evans, Watmo, Glenn Stewart. So it's just it's it's great that we get away with one guy and I mean Little John's done the job before. I mean we've said in the past that he's not really a Cherry Evans sort of player, he's more of a foreign. Like a, a little John Cherry Evans combination, would certainly losing stuff, but not to you know not not sure. massively. We but we we do
1: miss Cherry Evans when he's not there. However you do have the, the added advantage that you know, this could be one of those games where Kieran Foran goes into beast mode and just wins the game on his own.
0: Now, last time we played the doggies, they actually had their Origin guys in the side, right? It was it was after an Origin game. It was like the,
1: I'll,
0: I think it was. I think I'll it was. I'll
1: take your word for it, but I can't I, remember.
0: I, th- I think it was. Yeah, because I remember there was some mumming and arguing on whether Reynolds would play or not, and he was uh, he was a go at the end. So it may have been after the after the first game. Let's say for argument's sake, we touched the fuckers up thirty two to ten or something of that nature. Mm. Thirty two to twelve. This time, yeah, we don't have Cherry Evans, but... But... The rest of the side's in great form at the moment. The rest of the side, yeah. There's a lot of structures in that same side that are well intact, particularly left side, best side, with Yamatai's in four and Justin Horroes out the Tafua. Brett Stewart chiming in, lethal.
1: I think the Bulldogs have got the stronger forward pack, but um, if the Seagulls can, you know, can get involved in that arm wrestle and at least hold their own, then I think Kieran Foran uh, will then take control of the game and, and you know get the ball out to those guys and then Brett Stewart in the middle of that. I think it would be too much for the Bulldogs to handle and, and the, the Eagles will win by 1-12. 13-plus, says the people in the know. St. George Hill or Dragons
0: take on the North Queensland Cowboys on Saturday at Jubilee?
1: Dragons coming off a pretty good win. Uh, Cowboys... Sands,
0: Thurston, and Scott. Yeah. Uh, Scott through injury, of course. And, uh, oh, mate, what's his name? Tamau as well. Into origin. Uh, not travellers at the best times. No, look, I... There's no legendary stories being sung about the baby Cowboys, is there?
1: No, definitely not. Uh, and away from home, it all adds up, I think. Um if, if Widdup and Marshall can keep this combination blossoming, um I think they might be able to uh expose enough holes in the Cowboys defence to get away with a win. Robert Louis back in the side giving
0: Thurstons out, Robert Louis playing in the five eighth, so Louis Carm is gonna play a factor as well. Yeah. But also, you know, just run people at Louis all night. There's fucking three tries through that prick every time he takes the field, so yeah. just uh you know, treat he him like an Ashford and bend him over like his his name's Blake Ashford, I say. And I'll be tipping the uh, Dragons to win that one. Sydney Roosters take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. Now, the Roosters were fucking late getting their team out. I don't actually have it in front of me.
1: Yeah,
0: I... I, I came to like 6 o'clock and they still not had It's, it's
1: reasonably out. full strength. Um, Obviously, Maloney and Pearce are there, Minicello. Yeah, they're what, the loss of Cordner, uh Oh, of course, yeah, yeah Cordner. Jennings. Well, Jennings is hurt. And he's hurt, and um, then through
0: injury, and then Tupo into origin...
1: True, sorry, I didn't... Uh, Nene, Nene McDonald? Yeah, yeah. Um, on the wing there, but... Look, it's still a side-boasting Um, Orbison, Kenny D'Altov, two versus Sheck, Maloney, Pierce in the back line. Look, you you would have to think they've... And given the Sharks... Orbison's like, rubbish in the back line. Sharks... I mean, Sharks have sacked a coach, and generally when you say that a team sacked a coach, they come out the next week and generally beat their opposition, but the fact that... You know they've, they've dragged coach from under twenties. I mm-hmm. oh, oh, just think the sharks are a rabble, and the roosters will give them a fucking absolute god almighty hiding. Look, that this could this could get fifty, sixty. Who knows? that
0: game against that game against the Broncos? That was an aberration, and that was players responding to the charges from their captain that they hadn't been giving a hundred percent. Yeah, and they only gave a hundred percent for twenty six fucking minutes of this game of that game. Too. That's exactly, and that was it. just enough to beat a side that loves to choke essentially. So, I mean, they will choke. If you give them the opportunity to choke, they will fucking take it every time, without question. So, yeah, I don't put any stock in that win. They've lost their they've lost their star player now as well, as far as creativity is concerned. Uh, it's good to see old Farmanu Brown getting uh, a starting position, given that I've I bought him as a cheapie and super coach. It's <laughs> good to see a chance for him to earn some points for me. Uh, but uh, it's a halves combination. It's not going to... um strike fear in the hearts of any opponent. Uh, sending ball out to a back line that doesn't really strike fear into any opponents either. Uh, the, you know, the only thing they could do to make their chances worse in this game is to recall Ashford, but that hasn't happened. So uh, the Sharks will only lose by about 38. West Tigers take on the Penrith Panthers on a Sunday afternoon footy. This one, obviously, Blake Austin, he's come in at fullback to replace... The injured Tanairpon.
1: To Deads go. Um Joel Luani replaces Robbie. Um Martin Marty Tapau replaces Woodsy in the front row and, and Keith lalea replaces the injured Tim Simona in centres. So a, a bit of a reshuffle there for the Tigers, I think it all comes down to how well Austin uh can combine. He's he's much, much, much more of a ball player uh than he is a runner of the ball. He, he t- He's very good when running the ball to the line, but chiming in from fullback and being a link man, um, yet to see it from him. He's certainly got the passing game, but whether his timing is there, and then defensively you've got you know uh, him being expected to do a fairly important job there at the back. So big responsibility on, on Blake Austin's shoulders. He hasn't let the team down once this year, but uh, I meant to tweet him and ask him how many games he's played at fullback in his career. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine it'd be too many. Uh the pretty pretty big bench. Uh Halitau obviously is there to uh to relieve Luani at some point during the game and then you've got C. Yamanaf and I and Jack Buchanan on the bench. Uh James Gave still not back, still playing res uh New oh, South we, Wales Cup.
0: Yeah well until last week. Sorry. Last week he rocked up thirty five minutes late and got dropped.
1: Yeah, right. Is that yeah. what the issue I heard there was an issue there. So don't know sorry. why he, I don't. Know, I don't know why
0: he rocked up. 30, but people were saying he, he turned up drunk or something like that. But then I just heard that he would rocked up thirty five minutes late. Okay. And was subsequently dropped.
1: Yeah, and rightfully so. You
0: know, there's there's the guy needs to fucking there. sort himself out.
1: Well, he was the he was the guy that. Um that was a real catalyst for our forward aggression so the sooner we can get him back into a uh, good headspace and back into first grade the better um, but you know if that's his attitude at the moment then New South Wales Cups is probably the best place for him. Um, very worried about this game. Very very concerned um, not just because Robbie and Woodsy are out um, we do have a really good recent record against the Panthers and and it's at Leichhardt Oval Both positive factors for the Tigers but I've just, uh, given some of the footy they've been playing, the Panthers, I'm, I've just got a little bit of concern there and uh, it'll be a, a fairly hotly contested game, but I think the Tigers will win by six. I think the Panthers will win this
0: by the fucking, you know, how many? You know, pick your margin, but make sure it's over 13+. plus. <laughs> Jeez. a side that's virtually, you know, well, it's completely untouched by origin commitment. Yeah. Which is a blessing, for, you know, for them to be so far up the ladder and have the origin thing out of the way. I mean, yeah, they've had a soft draw, but they've won, the, they've beaten the sides in front of them, and you know, a, a tiger's side that only has a third of a spine, and not only that, a spine that's actually that that's that's failed to fire on all cylinders condition, you know, consistently anyway, and now you know that spine's done for the year. Tedesco's gone, uh, you know, Robbie, this is the last time he'll be AWOL you know, pending any injuries, um, but.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be hard for Luke Brooks. it's not it's having really, the support yeah, he's used that, to. The, the forwards really need to get well on top against the Panthers and, and give Brooks even, you know, even more room than, than what you would normally expect yeah. to be able to give a halfback to, um, so he can sort of steer the ship and, and run the show.
0: And he's got some fucking stupid plays in him when you know he when he gets the feeling that it's all on him to win the
1: game individually. Yeah, look, to be expected from a young bloke. That's, that's Come into the side with a fair bit of hype and, and a huge amount of responsibility, um, as far as creativity goes, especially when Robbie's not around. So um, I, th- I think it's really up to the forwards, led by Galloway and Tapauer, uh and Adam Blair, to, to to get well on top of the Panthers. I was pretty impressed with Curtis Siren last week, um, only second game back, and he um, look he's the sort of guy he's probably gonna Account for Liam Fulton's spot there yep. in the Tigers, and uh, we do we do miss Liam's experience and his and his defence. But Curtis Irinin offers a lot more as far as ball playing and attacking option and, and his size as yep. well. So um, interesting to see how how much he improves from week to week. He might pose the Panthers a few problems as well.
0: Curtis Irwin is probably more handy at a trivia night too at this point. And Liam Fulton.
1: <laughs> oh fuck, it's way too late to be trapped for that son.
0: Okay. And finally, Monday night for bitch. South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Gold Coast Titans today and Zed Merritt at fullback. Jeez, that's danger. But you know, countering that, Zilman at fullback.
1: Yeah, countering that, Gold Coast Titans. Yeah. Um I think the Rabbitohs will win this game. Uh, John Sarton, Adam Reynolds, harvest combination untouched. Uh, at Hooker shitload uh, of Burgess. Merritt's done the job plenty of times for South fullback, and I don't see why he wouldn't do it here against um, pretty inferior opposition and, and and 50 million Burgess boys to to get on top in the forwards. So uh, I think South will will put on a pretty impressive show and um, and continue how they finished last last start with uh, you know finished with a flurry, and I think they'll start with one this week.
0: So you don't put much stock in the developing combination between Daniel Mortimer and uh, Maurice Blair?
1: None. Zero.
0: (laughs) I agree. South will win it. But, you know, it's Monday Night Football. And, you know, shit happens. You know, it's always, you know, the underdog always always has their chance. So Who knows? Who knows? And that is full-time for episode 161. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League, and on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash thisweekinleague. So make sure you hit the like button, share our posts around, all that good stuff, help us spread the word. iTunes, no new reviews this week. Tipping, a bit of a tipocalypse this week. Uh, I'm just looking over the top uh, 10 at the moment that I have in front of me. No one got more than four out of the possible maximum seven. And our leader, Shane Aaron Elvis, got two. He still holds the lead. One point, though, 81 points overall. One point over Blue Beaver. Uh, and Tigers, 12.0. And Whitey got himself up to that second tier with a four, with the best I've seen uh, this round, four out of uh, seven. Life of Ty, 79, one back. David Kingston, Paraman 1973. GT, John, Desi, uh, they are, sorry, on 79. And Desi Ducks and Voodoo Rock ran out of top 10 on 78. So Voodoo Rock, defending champion, he's not out of it. Three points off the lead, not out of it. Impressive. Yep. And uh, Fantasy. The Wendells maintain their top position uh, over the Dingbats. Too Much Tuna, Mighty Doggy, Sticky Fingers, Furgo. NZ underscore Magpie 54, Sarcastic Pricks, Sea Eagle Assassins, CJs, and Winter is Crowding has returned to the top 10. Uh, Shop... We're clearing out the old Revelation shirts. Tigers in decline. It's fucking... It, it comes back around. It always does. And you'll see it this weekend. So uh, get on those as well. And um, New South Wales, one-in-a-row shirts. Still stock of those coming. I mean, they're going to land, you know, probably in three or four weeks. But I did order extra stock from what was initially ordered as well. So you've got very few. I think some of the, the small sizes. I think like extra small and small, I think they're probably gone. There's medium-large XLs left and... Very few 2xls, is like less than you know, four of each of the larger sizes left as well. Um, so what else? I think that's about it. That you mentioned is the membership stuff. Um, yeah, I to mean, keep your memberships coming in if you like. We've still got, I can see, uh, shirts there for every size, so they're still available. Um, and especially if you want a, want a nightgown. Or whatever, you know. Uh yeah, by all means we still have some of these larger sizes uh to go as well. And i say we'll probably think of something we can do to uh, you know, help move those bad boys on. And well, if Danny Tequila, if you want one as a nightgown, well, by all means. You get yep. it free.
1: <laughs> my my idea Sweetheart. to get rid of the memberships would be to have people actually put their hands in their pockets and buy them.
0: Yeah, I would I, Yeah, I would, I would like that as well. But we need to find, you know, people of certain physical dimensions. I mean, we certainly have all the smaller sizes available still in the... But, you know, we're talking about the Husky 3X, we 4X do have gentlemen. some
1: Husky gentlemen listening. Uh, so, if you're listening and you haven't bought a, a membership yet, and there are a number of you... Uh, get on there and check the sizing and you'll see that
0: we are friendly to the Husky gentlemen. I mean, there are not many... People that go to the extent that we do to accommodate as many sizes as we possibly, possibly can.
1: That's right. So do us a favour and buy a membership. Exactly. And we'll love you forever. Word.
0: All right. That's it. We'll not piss in your mouth. Or our own. Ever. I solemnly make that promise. (laughs) I I concur. All right. See you next week.